Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag free, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Toronto Blue Jays reliever Anthony Bass is apologizing for a controversial video he posted on his Instagram, which many consider to be anti-2SLGBTQ+. Kill me. I made a post that was hurtful to the Pride community. Kill me! I am truly sorry for that. I just spoke with my teammates, shared with them my actions yesterday. I apologize with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself, to make better decisions moving forward. Ha! You talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. It's not against the law, ho. Fuck you. Every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. He was, you know, remorseful for it and, and accepting and aware of what he did and will continue to do the right things to try to make it better. Fans we spoke to say Bass needs to do more. Honestly, like, I think it's just, it's not very, it didn't seem very remorseful. There's no, like, apology. It doesn't sound remorseful. You know, he, just, he, he sounds like he wants to pitch tonight. Shut up, bitch! You are fake news. The American people are tired of women. Very fake news. Many of those people probably have AIDS. I agree with that. <laughs> oh, man. You suck. Fuck you. She sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy, so... All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Happy Killdozer Day. Did you know? Today is the 19th anniversary. Almost 20. Gone too soon. We really could use Marvin's ingenuity these days. But uh, perhaps he'll have a a comeback of sorts. <laughs> Times not too distant in the future. Anyway, uh, of course, we have more important news uh, to tend to. Like the president fell over again. He does this every June, actually. It turns out this is a, an annual tradition now. Last year, it was the bike in the crosswalk in Delaware. This year, it's the Air Force Academy graduation in Colorado Springs. But it's all that damn sandbag's fault. The official scapegoat of the White House. Meanwhile, he uh, he signed that debt ceiling bill, and the economy is still getting sandbagged. Well, they tell you it's uh, it's all great. Don't worry about it. Yep. I don't know about you, and this is based admittedly purely off of social media, but does it seem like Pride Month is a little less proud this year? No. No? You think it's you as don't feel your- like you're just getting dick slapped all the time everywhere you go? 
Well, at least on the internet, there are a lot of companies noticeably hesitant to display the rainbow. Why? Is the Bud Light effect in play? (laughs) Speaking of, there's additional Bud Light news out through the Daily Mail. And uh, the degree to which the the average salesperson at Bud Light is just getting destroyed by this, I uh, this is not going away. I of the, not that I'm a stranger to bad takes, but one of my all time worst takes must have been ah this will amount to nothing. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yep. Lo and behold, it this might destroy Bud Light the brand. I'm sure Anheuser Busch will just kind of rebrand and make the same beer under a different name. I'm not even saying the Bud Light name will go away for sure. It's possible it does, though. I don't see yeah. how the Bud Light name recovers. It's getting it's getting crazy. But maybe I am overselling the uh, the reduction in pride this year because uh, th- there's no reduction in pride in Canada. It's just as mandatory as ever. Toronto Blue Jays pitcher uh, has to flog himself to atone for the high crime of an Instagram video quoting scripture about the Bud Light uh the Bud Light and Target boycotts. So I thought you had to be gay to be Canadian. I, I don't know right? if Trudeau has made that mandatory yet, but soon. Mm. Okay. Plus Twitter is cleaning house again after this week's what is a woman controversy. Yeah. Um, the ATF has the numbers or at least an ATF source speaking with uh, a particular reporter has the numbers to show how many people registered their uh, braced guns to avoid national felon day, which was Thursday. Not very many. Turns out a lot of us felons are still hanging out. And before we get out of here, we have uh hoax hate double feature in tonight's movie review is Monty Python and the Holy grail. So stick around. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because We are no good low-down money grabbers, of course. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Listener support is hugely appreciated, and it is what keeps this show operational. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale over on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA, chemical and fragrance-free, a portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only can you subscribe and get soap straight to your door each month. But hey, have you heard? I've been quiet about this. I haven't mentioned it very much, but... Hero Soap, now offering signature soaps designed by yours truly. They've been in and out of stock due wait, to Wait, wait, I've never heard about, about this. Not once. You've never mentioned it. Allow me to explain. No, oh, okay. In fact, demand has been so high, they've had trouble satisfying it. But both of my soaps are in stock and ready to ship as of this broadcast. You can try Timberline. My professional description is that it's a frosty pine experience where the forest meets the peaks a woodsy scent with extra menthol for a high altitude cooling effect. The chat's description 
And the description of perhaps a few of the reviewers over on the Hero Soap site is that it's the best ball tingler west of the Mississippi. <laughs> and speaking of the West, try Old West. That's my other offering. It's the smell of sweet leather and oak barrels ready to bust open the saloon doors. Or, of course, try any of Hero Soap's other excellent offerings available in bar or liquid form. And use promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off all Hero Soap products. That's 10% off. My signature soaps, Timberline and Old West, or any other products from uh, Hero Soap using promo code MCLISTENER. Find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Western Razor Company, Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristiansenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners. For listeners. Well... When I saw this news uh, early in the week, I, I saw the video. I thought that that's a chick driver. I, I, you I don't, are correct. I don't need to know the details. Only a chick would a do something A like twenty-one-year-old uh, Floridian woman. Oh, it's that. a Florida man or woman strikes again. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are the details on the uh, the car launch that I'm sure many have already seen, but I will play momentarily. She was like la 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 la, and then she just drove up on this tow truck launched 120 feet before crashing back down and she flips a bunch she's in serious condition but i couldn't get any info on like how bad is it and i don't think she's gonna face any charges there are some penalties by not abiding by this georgia move over law like there's a tow truck or an ambulance move over i don't know why this has to be a law um, how could lose- she not face charges, though, if that's how this works out? I don't know. It's only a $500 fine, and then you get a few points on your license, though. There's got to be some reckless driving component to this of a criminal nature. My God. I mean, um, she was going 65, so okay. she was going like the speed limit of the highway. Okay. So maybe that doesn't apply if there's a speed component to that. I uh, mean, can you charge somebody for for just being stupid, like incredibly stupid. Well, the nature of recklessness is that you should have known better. I suppose that you engaged in behavior that someone, uh, a reasonable, a reasonable person would know would put others in danger. I, I'm, I'm going to say that the term recklessness applies to this piece of footage. I'm, I'm with you. All right, let's watch. She almost landed on a car. Now that other driver was hospitalized. They're fine. Oh, the other driver. Did they get hit or it it looked like the car didn't get hit, but they got hit with some shrapnel or something like that. Yeah. And I think the cop that was standing out there also got hit with some stuff. Danger close, I suppose. Uh, Well, two questions I have. Number one, have we ruled out lesbian suicide attempts like the highway one cliff divers? Yes. I think this is just standard dumb woman. Okay. Did you hear that when they uh, when they got to the car, they found a uh, car seat in the back. And so they thought there was a baby involved and they spent time searching for a baby that was they thought was ejected. Oh, and then they learned the baby. So this woman must have a baby or transport a baby. But there was no baby involved in this crash. Do you think she was white? I have no idea. I I don't know either. I have no idea. Uh all I know, the only demographic I can be confident in, uh, confident is, woman. in yeah. is chick driver to accomplish that. Yeah, yeah. I'm with it. My other question. Well, I guess maybe this answers my first question about how could she not face criminal charges? Uh, how hard did she cry or how much boob did she show to get out of this ticket? That's a tough one 
to get out. I don't know, man. I think that she was probably too incapacitated to be able to do any of those things. We don't have specifics on her injuries. Just uh, she's messed up. Serious condition across the board from every article I read. Well, uh, oh, I forgot to uh, add this to my uh, let me grab this story because I forgot to. Oh, well, you know what? I didn't even I didn't even put the story in my notes because it's so fresh. But let me just bring everybody up to date on it, because speaking of um, speaking of uh, poor vehicle operation, there's a mystery brewing in D.C. Uh, This afternoon, a private plane flew over its destination and then turned around and headed back toward D.C., Apparently, this plane entered restricted airspace or otherwise committed a violation of some sort. And then the plane was non-responsive to communications. And so the the Air Force or whatever police or military authority deployed fighter jets. And that caused a, a sonic boom that many in the D.C. area heard and felt. It was described as an, as an explosion in many early reports. The plane then crashed in mountainous terrain near Staunton, Virginia. This is 150 miles southwest. Uh, the fighter jets and and the Pentagon or whoever the, the federal authorities involved here, they're saying they did not cause the crash. They didn't shoot this plane down. Interesting. Hmm. You decide what you believe, but they're saying it just crashed. Uh, I searched as, uh, a few hours ago. The search to recover anybody or anything from this crash site was underway. I didn't see any confirmation of who the plane belongs to, who was on board, or what the casualties might be. But that's what's going on in the D.C. area within the last few hours. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, just in case you needed uh, any more evidence that American universities are largely compromised. they uh, Well, here's another piece for you. They are... Uh, they're, of course, now uh, just taxpayer subsidized homes for failed politicians to keep collecting a public paycheck. And I know that Harvard technically is private, but of course, a lot of public money flows not just to Harvard, but a lot of private schools in the form of student loans and otherwise. A truly private school without the federal uh, the federal government's tentacles all over it. That's the thing that hardly even exists anymore. But anyway, uh, in Chicago. Mayor Lori Affirmative Action Beetlejuice Lightfoot left office a few weeks ago. The uh, the new guy isn't doing much better with the murder, but he'll get it figured out. She is now bringing her expertise in gang shooting oversight and corona hypocrisy to Harvard University, the formerly prestigious institution that just recently graduated David Hogg as well. Lori Lightfoot will teach a course at Harvard's T.H. Chan School of Public Health. The class is entitled Health Policy and Leadership, like how to put on the famous Rona Destroyer Halloween costume and avoid all the crossfire while you do. And yes, uh, you can bet plenty of idiots will pay thousands of dollars to take this course while demanding that you, the taxpayer, relieve them of the debt that they acquired to do it. And that's not all over in the uh, the Bay Area. At UC Berkeley School of Law, likewise considered one of the country's top law schools, disgraced San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Boudin has accepted not just a teaching role, but a leadership role. Of course, after he was recalled by San Francisco voters last summer, removing him from office. Well, now UC Berkeley isn't just uh, like I said, they're not just they're not just uh, making him a professor or something. They're giving him his own institution within the school. Boudin will now be the founding executive director at Berkeley Law's new Law and Justice Center, a research and advocacy hub to boost Berkeley Law's public mission 
in the criminal justice arena. That's what Berkeley Law says in their uh, announcement here. They say Boudin is eager to build on his work to, quote, transform the criminal legal system. And by transform, they mean destroy, of course. Both Boudin and Lightfoot were rejected overwhelmingly by progressive San Francisco and Chicago voters. Now they're going to teach uh, the, 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 few, the people who will be making health policy in the future, or in this case, the, uh, the, the professionals of, of uh, the legal world in the future. But even this statement from UC Berkeley, oh, he's going he's gonna to transform the legal landscape. Okay, it's not the job of law schools or professors or even district attorneys, for that matter, to transform the legal system. The legal system, I'll remind all of them, is defined by we the people. Through our representation, we make the law, not them. Law schools teach the law as it is, not as it should be. District attorneys enforce the law as it is, not as it should be. And any questions of how it should be are reserved to whom? Reserved to we, the people, through the electoral process and our representation. So any usurpation of that power should be viewed as traitorous yeah may sound like an extreme word but that's what it is should be scorned instead they're going to take our money and shovel and shovel it straight to these guys so yeah point is big bird costumes all around they've earned it but uh at least we have one more mechanism at uh at our disposal we can question the 2020 election again yeah thanks Mulan. So they reversed this uh, this election integrity policy. You guys remember this? It, uh, it said, like, you can't talk about any fraud, errors, or glitches that may have occurred in the 2020 presidential election or any other U.S. election. That's right. I forgot. So, but yeah. now, and then they went back and said, it, didn't they change that at one point? Couldn't you talk shit about 1992 if you wanted? I think that's fine. I, they haven't been enforcing it uh, except for 2020, basically, as far as I know. But they came out with a statement and they said um, that leaving the policy in place may have the effect of curtailing political speech without meaningfully reducing the risk of violence or other real world harm. Thanks, guys. Uh, two years, tens of thousands of video removals in one election cycle later, we recognized it was time to reevaluate the effects of this policy in today's changed landscape. With that in mind, and listen to this, with the 2024 campaigns well underway, we will stop removing content that advances false claims that widespread fraud errors or glitches occurred in the 2020 and other past U.S. presidential elections. So what about 2024? They didn't say anything about like not carrying this forward to the 2024 elections in the, in the certain event that there will be some sort of glitch. Uh, yeah, it says that they will evaluate and make their announcement about the 2024 election in the months to come. So keep an eye out from uh, Neil on that one. Well, why should I care about this? The, <laughs> the 2020 election, it's like, okay, thanks. So we need to talk about this a few years ago. Uh, yeah, well, they're saying that the risk of violence based on the 2020 election and denial of the result or questioning about the methods through which it was achieved, that the risk of violence is now gone, mm-hmm. I guess, is their reasoning. So 2024, one would assume that maybe similar rules will apply because the risk of violence is then present. But yeah, the problem, of course, is well, that they should com- stop acting like they're doing something for us. Because they're uh, not- yeah. 
I know we know you guys have been waiting for a long time to talk about this on YouTube. No, they haven't. They all left. They went to Rumble. They went to Odyssey. They went to wherever else. They went to BitChute. If people want to, people are going to have to do that preemptively uh, on YouTube co- coming into 2024. People are going to have their shows and they're going to say, okay, for the uncensored talk of the results, head on over to Rumble. Head on over to whatever platform we're on because we can't talk about this on YouTube. We'll get the same thing that happened last time around. Well, it's it's heating up between James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Now Project Veritas is suing O'Keefe and uh, they're alleging, well, that he he abused a bunch of the uh, the company's money, basically the stuff they were saying last time around. Yeah, they're saying that he broke this non-disparagement clause, which he totally did, but I don't care about it, um, and other parts of his employment contract. And they're really focused in on um, on this spending. So allegedly, he spent $150,000 on a luxury black car service and $10,000 on a helicopter flight to Maine. Um, and when I first heard this, I was like, what an asshole. But then I heard him on Tim Pool, and he was talking about the legitimacy of these expenses. And he's like, Listen, I get millions and millions and millions of dollars in donor donor money uh, on an annual basis. And what that requires is for me to get from point A to point B in the most expedient possible way. And 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 that just means that like sometimes I'm going to have to take private jets. So I can like I can't be flying commercial. Sometimes I need to like go somewhere see somebody right now. And it so far surpasses the amount of money that he was able to hustle out of people that it's like can't we catch him? Can't we cut him a break? And I, I kind of feel like maybe that's legit. What everybody's having a problem dealing with right now is that O'Keefe is a douche. And he talked about that on Tim Pool. He's like, he's basically like, I'm a douche. Like, I, I don't ask He said people. that? Is that a quote? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> he said like, I don't ask people how their day went and how their mothers are because uh. I'm just too busy. You know, he just seems like he's egomaniacal did he clarify about the pregnant chick sandwich everyone wants to know i did not see that on on the temple um but i kind of understand his perspective he is a guy that gets stuff done and i suppose that requires a certain degree of largesse yeah Yeah, uh, am i wrong about this well he he, i haven't looked at the specifics of this suit but through o'keefe's tenure he raised a lot of money for project veritas we Tons. also have some people in the know at Project Veritas who have told us that it really wasn't O'Keefe doing the fundraising. It was this other really talented guy who was doing that. We're going to find out what Veritas's fundraising ability is without O'Keefe. And mm-hmm. in fairness to the to the other guy doing the fundraising that uh, our source was talking about, the the deck is now stacked against him because there's a public perception that Veritas backstabbed O'Keefe. So. It's kind of like Which trying to sell. Did. Yeah. It's kind of like trying to sell Bud Light at this point. Uh, <laughs> even the most talented salesperson is going to have a, a lot of trouble with that task. Even if you're the most gifted fundraiser, raising money for Project Veritas in this kind of poisoned environment is going to be very, very difficult. So we'll see how this lawsuit plays out. I, my, I, I don't, I don't see how Project Veritas survives O'Keefe's departure in any meaningful way. But if they prove me wrong, uh, great. Good for them. I haven't. Um, I'm, I'm not aware of any fundraising numbers that are publicly available at this point from Veritas to show any difference after O'Keefe's departure. Did he talk about that at all on the, on the episode? I don't know. I guess he probably wouldn't know. They, would, they wouldn't <laughs> tell him anymore. 
yeah, I don't know how you could possibly know that. Um, and you know, they're always saying like, well, he spent money on his personal expenses. I'm like, well, what is a personal expense when you work a hundred hours a week plus a hundred plus hours a week? I mean, what's personal food? I mean, no, he's always in pursuit of more donors. So I'm inclined to side with, with O'Keefe on this one. We will see where, uh, what happens with, uh, project Veritas as this develops, uh, well, um, I included this just because it's uh, it's a crazy piece of celebrity news, but it's very irresponsible to say that Jamie Foxx has any sort of vaccine related complications, even though there's a guy yeah. telling Dr. Drew he's like basically incapacitated due to vaccine injury. Well, we knew something was up with him uh, because he's, you know, been offline except for some weird thing he put on Instagram. But this guy what is his name aj benza a hollywood journalist i don't know who he is um said after he's speaking to a source close to fox they always do this that the star is said to be partially paralyzed and blind in addition to a series of other complications after receiving the covid19 vaccine um obviously like his friends and family are trying to backtrack on this but what we do know is that he was admitted to the hospital after suffering a medical complication on april 11th um, and it's been almost impossible to find out specifically what has happened, but it seems it's, we will find out the truth eventually, but it's being said that he's paralyzed and blind in one eye after getting a, a blood clot in his brain. Um, and he did not want to get the clot shot, but he was on a movie and he got pressured to get it. I don't understand this. Like Jamie Foxx, he's like 55 or whatever. He's got some walking around money. He's got some fuck you money, but like, he has to do this movie. And so he had to get the vaccine. It's like, bro, how, I, I don't know. I don't, I just don't have any sympathy left for these people that are like, Ooh, I make a hundred million dollars a year, but I had to make $110 million a year. So they just made me do it. Like, I don't whatever, know what you're talking bro. about. He's fine. He released a statement that says, appreciate the love feeling blessed. That's all the proof I need. Anything else yeah, is totally. wildly irresponsible. He to was claim. just typing it like this. You know? I'm just waiting for the Jamie Foxx weekend at Bernie's video to drop yeah, on his really. Instagram. I am. I'm perfectly fine. Don't worry about me. My awesome movie is coming out soon. Well, whatever. Anyway. I mean, I, this is hilarious. This is what people get. Ooh, I just couldn't stand on my own two feet. I just had to take it for my my movie job. Ugh, a fucker. Anyway, it's so be now a great he's, movie. I hope Can't it wait. was worth it, Jamie Fox. Fucking douche. Uh, well, um, moving on is Chuck Todd over at uh, NBC, MSNBC, and Meet the Press. He's not moving on from NBC, but he is moving on from the show meet the press. And first I had to deal with the Susan wiki wiki departure at YouTube and figure out how to adjust my Susan references and make them into Neil Mohan and Rajo Mohan references. Well, now I got to figure out how to close the show because if you listen to the very end of the stream, you you might notice I always close with a Chuck Todd reference and now he's leaving too. And there is sort of a reason for that beyond the fact that both of the shows are on Sunday growing up. I always watched meet the press with Tim Russert. And I liked it because I was a politically interested young man, but I, I liked it because it was political discussion with a mostly impartial moderator, at least as close to impartial as humanly possible. And then Russert died and they replaced him with David Gregory, who just sucked. And then there was Chuck Todd in 2014 and Chuck Todd single handedly destroyed a show that I loved. 
because it became a partisan platform to browbeat conservatives. Uh, often from the host himself, in fact. And so, of course, Meet the Press has, has this catchphrase at the end. If it's Sunday, it's Meet the Press because it mm-hmm. airs every Sunday. And so yep. since the show's inception, I've ended the stream. If it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde show. Have a good night. Beauty and the Beta. Or formerly Beauty and the Beta. That's right. So I don't know. What am I going to do? I revise that too. I assume it's going to carry on if it's Sunday. It's Meet the Press. That'll carry on to the new host. But Chuck Todd is leaving Meet the Press. And he announced at the end of his show this morning, he's leaving in September. He will be replaced by NBC's Kristen Welker, who moderated one of the uh, the two Trump-Biden debates in 2020. In departing, Chuck Todd says he's proud of his tenure, never tolerating propagandists. So I leave feeling concerned about this moment in history, but reassured by the standards we've set here. We didn't tolerate propagandists, and this network and program never will. But it doesn't mean sticking your head in the sand either. If you ignore reality, you'll miss the biggest story. Being a real political journalist isn't about building a brand. It's about reporting what's happening and explaining why it's happening and letting the public absorb the facts. You guys don't do any of that. He never tolerated propagandists. Never. He says, even though he was a propagandist himself. So we will send Chuck off as we do with all those we lose. We will remember Chuck Todd not being a propagandist at all. We aren't going to play the sound. We aren't going to repeat the president's vicious attacks on Hunter Biden. He's not a public figure. He isn't running for office and he's not a campaign surrogate. And he isn't in any way asking for this attention, obviously. It says Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Trump. I have no idea why. No, no, that's that's a setup. It is entirely relevant to this point. Why a Fox News conspiracy propaganda stuff is popping up on here. I have no idea. Literally, the only people dying are the unvaccinated. And for those of you spreading misinformation, shame on you. Shame on you. People are needlessly dying because of your misinformation. Think about it. I don't know how some of you sleep at night who are doing this for a living. (laughs) No propaganda there. No, none. That was uh, Chuck Todd two years ago lecturing us all that we're bad people if we have any questions about the vaccine and outright lying that only unvaccinated people were dying. In fact, according to this publication through the Kaiser Family Foundation here, the next year, the opposite news would prove to be true. Most deaths were among vaccinated and boosted people. Now, it is true that the percentage of deaths that were vaccinated increased over time, so it, it was little bit fewer than when this was reported in uh, the fall of 2022 at the time Chuck made that comment in June 2021. But it was never zero. There was never this point right. in time where it was only unvaccinated people dying. That was not a thing that was made up. And it's a it's a, a statistical trend that proved to be false over the year after that. Now, other examples of. Uh, of Chuck Todd non-propaganda include uh, calling the made-up Russiagate scandal the worst political scandal in decades, not because of the (laughs) FBI corruption. No, no, no. It's because he actually believed it. That's why it was the worst political scandal in in decades. Chuck Todd also doubted uh, 
Brett Kavanaugh during his confirmation, because how could Kavanaugh deny being uh, being at a party when rape accuser Christine Blasey Ford didn't even know what party it was? If if she won't, if she doesn't know what party it is, how are you denying it, Brett Kavanaugh? Right. That Chuck Todd actually said that. Well, perhaps it's because he knows that he never partied with Christine Blasey Ford. Chuck Todd, how do you how do you know that you didn't murder one of my relatives? I never said mm-hmm. which relative it is. Right. So how could you deny that? How could you be spe- so specific in your denial, Chuck? Chuck Todd will stay with NBC in a new role as chief political analyst. He will focus on long form journalism. Can't wait. And don't worry. He will keep making the Chuck Todd cast that his mom frequently listens to. So if you're a Chuck Todd cast listener, don't worry. It's not going anywhere. If you're the guy who listens to it. Okay. uh, Well, it was the event of the week. Biden fell again, and this one was probably even worse than the bike fall last summer. It was really bad. You think so? Yeah. The, the bike fall was a little more slow motion. This one was pretty quick drop. But yeah. as I mentioned at the top of the show, this isn't this is a June thing now. Happens every June. Biden falls down and everyone gasps, wondering if this is finally the broken hip that's going to do him in. But like all undead Democrats, he died 30 years ago, so. He'll never be done in. But this was Thursday. Biden is giving a speech at, uh, to the graduating class at, uh, of the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. And while handing out diplomas, he tripped and he fell hard and he needed several of his staffers to help uh, get him back up. And this is a couple different angles of it happening. In the second angle, watch the female cadet. It's hilarious. I'm just going to leave. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to get memes. I'm out of here. Does not assist in any way. Uh, What's she supposed to do? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a, a violation of some sort if she does help. I, I have no idea. But... And then she gets shot by Secret Service. Yes, yeah, something That'd like that. That'd be so funny. <laughs> uh, as funny as an accidental shooting could be. I, I, I disavow any laughter at such a concept. Well, White House Communications Director Ben LeBolt says Biden is fine, and he said a sandbag on the stage is what caused the trip, and indeed there is a photo. Speaking of memes, this is a good opportunity. It's it's Biden's soy jack pointing at the sandbag in question. As far as I can tell, this photo is authentic and legitimate. The sandbag has not been photoshopped into it. The sandbag... I, I looked at all the angles I could... Just because, you know, it's fun to verify things that really don't matter, I guess. But I want, is there a video angle where his foot comes into contact with the sandbag? I couldn't find it. No, I don't think it exists. It, all the video angles I've seen are cropped. You don't get the foot on sandbag image, unless I'm mistaken. If someone has the, the, the video to verify this claim that the sandbag caused it, I would like to see it. Uh, but upon returning to the White House, Biden then bumped his head disembarking air force one and he walked across the lawn and he told reporters he got sandbagged well he skipped and 
customarily told them that, uh, sorry, he's not taking any questions about it. Bonk. I got sandbagged. So no questions is what he said. Yeah. It was, <sighs> it was a pretty spry little hop there for an 80 year old man. I, I could acknowledge that's pretty good for an 80 year old guy. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm not sure that there isn't something of a cover up here though. I'm not sure that Biden and the white house are telling the truth about this sandbag interaction or at least the extent of the president's injuries, because upon return to the Oval Office, Biden didn't look fine, as described. He had visible bandages, right. and he's now saying this was actually some sort of political attack. My fellow Americans, these MAGA extremists are now using sandbags to attack us, and these are, are not regular sandbags. These are racist sandbags. Donald Trump is now using ultra-MAGA extremist sandbags against us. So I'm directing the FBI to arrest him before the 2024 election. Thank you. It's pretty good. It's not good, no, but it will be. Well, for all the fears about AI, at least we get videos like that from the voice That's generator, true. right? Anyway, um, the, the thing about the fall was it, it overshadowed just how insane Biden's speech actually was. He sounded like reverse Hitler. He was angrily shouting about how important it is that our airmen are diverse. Yeah. And your class is one of the diverse, most diverse classes in the history of this academy or any academy to graduate. That's why we're strong. That's why we're who we are. That's why we'll never give up. That's why. Okay. Uh, like well, Hitler without any of the charisma. <laughs> uh, without the mustache. Come on, Joe. Um, I, of course, always best to pick your pilots based on skin color rather than talent or intelligence. Of yes. For all I know, that's what explains the weird plane crash in Virginia. There might have been some very talented, diverse pilots involved. I, I don't know. But even the specifics don't really make sense. That's why we don't give up because we are diverse. Why, why did Biden give up in Afghanistan, for example? Did we not have enough diversity in our military in that situation? Um, there's no evidence whatsoever that diversity creates a more effective fighting force. It stands to reason the effect is the opposite, actually. But we know that uh, well, we, we know, for example, that a female fighting force is, is less effective, not just based on basic reasoning, but the Marine Corps actually studied it. They tried having female Marines in certain field operations. And guess what? Those units performed poorly. Greater rate of injury. No. They were slower to complete tasks. All of those things that you would expect. So it's it's really weird, especially if the trend, I guess the trend that he's saying is we're, we're growing stronger as we're growing more diverse. So was the Air Force was launched, what, in, in the 1950s or something, post-World War II? I, I have assume, no idea. I assume it was less diverse back then, racially or gender-wise. Was it a weak Air Force then? And Yeah, I would imagine not. I'd imagine it was a lot stronger. I don't know. I like, what are the metrics here for strength other than uh, look at all those brown people and women? That, that is the metric. How many angry black lesbians? 
or in the Air Force. Well, in fairness, if you get enough of those, <laughs> the Chinese will say, you know what? Rather not deal with it. I'm packing up and going home. Which, That's what they're going to do, eh? <laughs> you know, just uh, weaponizing the Chinese racism against them. I, maybe <laughs> Joe Biden is uh, he has some 4D chess foresight here that I'm not crediting. Well, uh, Biden was actually in the Oval Office. Yes, to the fact checkers, that was a uh, a fake video. It was not real. Biden was in the Oval Office for what was his first address to the country from the desk. But it was not to announce anything about ultra MAGA racist sandbags. It was to announce that he signed the debt ceiling bill after the House and Senate passed it this week. Now, as discussed last week, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy agreed to increase the debt ceiling or extend it to January 2025 in exchange for some limitations on uh, discretionary spending for the next few years, as well as some other terms. Biden said, uh, nobody likes the deal, but the American people benefit greatly somehow. When I ran for president, I was told the days of bipartisanship were over and that Democrats and Republicans can no longer work together. But I refuse to believe that. And it's very good news for the American people. No one got everything they wanted, but the American people got what they needed. We averted an economic crisis, an economic collapse. We're cutting spending and bringing the deficits down at the same time. It's really weird because I heard from Joe Biden that bipartisanship was over when he said that all of his political opposition are a bunch of uh, MAGA extremist white supremacist adjacent terrorists. Yeah, yeah, he did say that, didn't he? Joe Biden would never smear his opponents in a way that would make them inclined not to uh, cooperate with him. He's always <laughs> willing to work with the opposition. That's what I love most about Joe Biden. He's a real fair-minded compromiser, except for mm-hmm. when he refuses to negotiate for months, as he did in this case, yes. and then throws together some clumsy, hasty deal in the final hour and insists that uh, it saved us all from catastrophe and is not, in fact, a catastrophe itself. Point of fact, he says we're cutting spending. No, we're not. We are maintaining or increasing spending just at a limited rate. Most of the federal budget is entitlements, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, untouched by this bill. In fact, he brags about that. Defense spending untouched by this bill. It's not going to be reduced. The rest, the discretionary spending, that's capped at 1% increases for the next few years. I think it stays flat the next year, to be fair, and then 1% increase, as we discussed. Uh, Those are not cuts. That is not a reduction in spending, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a slower rate of growth, as Kevin McCarthy bragged about, but cuts Ooh, to spending... Employment is up, too. Well, yeah, so we got some... Uh, they love to brag about the jobs news. Look at all these jobs. Hundreds of thousands more jobs added in May. But uh, there are some discouraging aspects to the economic numbers. Oh, for sure. Okay. So total employment increased by 339,000 in May, which exceeded economist projections of 190,000. This is from the Bureau of Labor Department on Friday, Uh, but the unemployment rate ticked up to 3.7 from 3.4, which is a significant increase And projections. I think were 3.5. Um, so what they're saying that the cause of this disparity is so the government relies on a survey of establishments companies to gauge the monthly change in employment whereas it surveys households individuals to determine the unemployment rate this household survey 
show the number of employed people fell by 310,000 last month. So they're saying hmm. this is a COVID thing. Um, and then now they're, they're also suggesting that they are not going to be um, increasing interest rates. So they're like, we're going to pause the tightening. They suggested they're going to pause the tightening. Um, but I don't know how they could possibly do this without more increase in. Well, yeah, the, the Fed wants to see a reduction in jobs that would indicate that they're, the market is cooling off and thus inflation will cool off, which is their aim. This whole time they've been trying to balance uh, the threat of increased interest rates mm-hmm. versus the threat of doing nothing and inflation running rampant. And as we've right. worried about for, well, really for the last year and a half, what happens when you get both? What happens when uh, you get high interest rates and they can't really get inflation down and inflation has come down. Joe Biden was bragging about it on Twitter uh, yesterday or the day before saying inflation is down 40% in the last 10 months. Yeah, it's it's half of the worst ever that was achieved under you. And it's still at 5% and it's stuck there. And that's double, even a little over double what the Fed's target rate is. And now the Fed is saying, mm, it's kind of too scary to increase anymore because we'll probably get a recession if right. we do. Yeah. But if we do nothing, we just get inflation running rampant. So you can't afford any of the stuff that you used to be able to afford uh, and then we have problems that way and then demand dries up that way. And we face uh, uh, we fl- we face recessionary prospects due to that. So, uh, yeah, that that was the worry. What, what if we what if they they try to what if this in this soft landing, we actually get both of the dangers that they're trying to avoid instead of neither. We get both. I can't believe the federal government is screwing it up. Once again, it's never happened before. Normally, they were able to pull things like this off. This is <sighs> just. I can't believe it. Uh, Just some additional comments I had about the numbers here. If I understand what you're saying correctly about how the unemployment and the jobs added figures are calculated, when when we're looking at jobs, we're talking about work potential as gauged by employers. Employment here or unemployment is a measure of people actually working or seeking work in this percentage. So, it's a measure of people looking for work. And if you're not looking for work, you're not counted. And that's why we can, at least partly why we can see a low unemployment rate and still a low number of people working. And I know I bring this up whenever we talk about economic horses, uh, economic horses, getting ahead of myself, <laughs> economic horses. numbers. Oh, never mind. Um, I know that this is a dead horse, but I think it's a dead horse uh, worth beating. And that is that the, the, important number is labor force participation the percentage of people who could work who are working or who are looking for work and that is still only at 62.6 percent it's been flat since march the may number was just released too uh and that is well below still the pre-covid number of 63.3 percent that may not sound like a lot that's a 0.7 percent difference what why is that such a big deal The U.S. labor force is 167 million people, 0.7% fewer people working. That's 1.2 million fewer people working today than there were in February 2020. And just for perspective, if you go back in time, uh, let's back this out entirely. Back in 
like 2000, 2000, 2001, the labor force participation rate was about 67%. So we have come down at the, at the absolute depth of Corona. When it first hit, we were down at like at 60 in April, 2020. Right. We've still only recovered to not even 63%. You think about a couple decades ago, we had 67% of people working. It's been a downward trajectory ever since. And the federal government yeah, is not saving It doesn't seem us. like it's that many people. It's not even three quarters of people. Yeah. I mean, as far as I understand, they're calculating. They're not. It's not like we're um, including children or something like that. The no, 100%. They, they yeah. Exclude the under under 18, I think. Or it would be under 16 and then very old, but yeah. not retirement age. I don't exactly know how they do this. 100% in this case does not represent the U.S. population. It represents people who, who are able to work. Eligible to work. Right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a, there's an update in Trump world, too. Uh, we, of course, had E. Jean Carroll, who uh, got her Trump rape and defamation lawsuit partial win. And Alvin Bragg uh, brought his business records uh, charges that are, of course, very conveniently set for uh, court next spring in the height of the primary season. And uh, don't forget about the other weaponized legal cases against Trump. We still have the Georgia election case. And then we have the classified documents and the January 6th cases under special counsel Jack Smith as well. Now, remember, in the classified documents case, the allegation is that Trump improperly took classified documents uh, to his Mar-a-Lago home after his presidency or at the end of his presidency. Well, now they say they have the smoking gun of Trump admitting all of it. According to NBC News, an anonymous source with direct knowledge says, yeah, Trump totally said it. He admitted the whole thing, but... Nobody has heard this recording, at least nobody who is speaking about it publicly. NBC News has learned of a potential major development in one of the legal battles he's facing. A source directly familiar with the matter tells NBC News the special counsel's office has a recording of former President Trump discussing a classified planning document he had kept related to Iran and acknowledging on the tape it was classified. NBC News has not heard the recording. Okay. The source has some details about what this document supposedly is, or at least what Trump's description of it was, though. This was, the comments were made during a July 2021 meeting at Trump's golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. This meeting included people who were helping former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows write his memoir. The tape was supposedly played during testimony provided to the grand jury investigating the case. So just like Alvin Bragg's case, this appears to be illegal leaking from a grand jury, Uh, illegal leaking that nobody seems particularly interested in investigating, let alone prosecuting. Trump, of course, denies the allegation. But other anonymous sources speaking with CNN uh, are saying uh, are adding some additional detail. And it's interesting how this is interpreted. So um, these sources speaking with CNN say Trump's lawyers were unable to find this document When they turned over documents in response to a federal subpoena in mid-March, CNN report says, quote, the fact that Trump's team was unable to produce the document underscores the challenges the government has faced in trying to recover classified material that Trump took when he left the White House and in understanding 
the movement of government records that Trump kept. Now, there is an alternative interpretation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is that the document doesn't exist. If the tape exists, which I guess they've played it to a grand jury. So I'll grant the premise that the tape exists. It could be simply Trump bullshitting and or being misunderstood. That is a distinct possibility since no one can produce the record that he's supposedly talking about. And I'm no lawyer and it's not even if I was, it's not that the letter of the law prevents these people from acting the way that they do. But I'm guessing that the tape without the document is a non-case unless you can prove that the document was mishandled or destroyed or something. Right. Unless you can show that that happened, I don't see how you get prosecuted for it. It's like me saying, you know, I killed a guy in the 90s. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's a bad example. Well, I don't know. Murder doesn't usually have a statute of limitations, does it? Let's assume no it's statute of limitations. Yeah. I you killed a guy in the- somebody not in New York. Outside <laughs> of- I killed a guy in the 90s. Can I be put in prison for murder for that statement? Or do you actually have to show the guy who was killed in the 90s? I would assume in this case, you got to show the document. And if you can't yes. show the document, then what is the crime? But what is the crime is a question that is common to almost all of these cases brought against Trump. And somehow they tend to find those crimes wherever they look. It's uh, very convenient that way. But bottom line to me, this is just more walls are closing in. Trump is finished now. Talk from yet more anonymous sources lacking evidence. I will believe it when I see it, but uh, I also, I guess I, I wouldn't doubt uh, flimsy evidence in front of a DC jury either, even though the, I, I don't see the smoking gun here. I think their smoking gun goggles are much clearer and sharper in DC than the, than they are from my perspective. <laughs> well, uh, it's a good time to take a break before we get into uh, some, some pride, some pride ongoings that have happened in the last week. Indeed. Do you more. mind if I run to the ladies' room very quickly? Uh, sure. I can read some uh, okay. some chats while you do. All right. Be right back. Okay. Let's get to Rumble. Yakko1977 says, Your thoughts on AI? I think the tech will be abused to trample rights and replace some workers. But is it really intelligent or just an advanced program that can learn? What are the limits, if any? I'm having trouble seeing... We talked about this a little bit on Wednesday, so I think I wish I knew the timestamp because I could direct you to that. But it is in the Wednesday call in stream with a little more detail than I could probably offer to a super chat. But uh, I'm struggling to see the the benefit of AI. And I say that as someone who generally is optimistic about technological advancement and making all of our tasks and labor and all that uh, efficient. But what I worry about AI is it's not necessarily messing with the creation of life or play. Strictly speaking, you're not creating human biological matter, I suppose, but you are teetering on or tinkering with the concept of playing God. And and I want to steer clear of that as much as possible. I think there's a difference between building a machine, I suppose, that assists human tasks in the way that a car does or something like that versus building kind of an, uh, a semi-autonomous human-like creation that is meant to simulate human beings themselves. That might not be the clearest line in the world, but I'm, I'm AI skeptical and uh, worried about it, to be honest. 
JD1492 says, Fantastic intro, definitely top 10. Your thoughts on recruiting Alex Stein to dress as Frank Luntz and troll Kevin McCarthy. He celebrated pride by bending over and spreading for Hakeem Jeffries. I did not see that. Well, thank what? You the- oh, you're back. Sorry, I got to get you back up on screen. Uh, thank you for the compliments on the intro. I, I didn't know that Kevin McCarthy and Frank Luntz were college roommates or roommates at some point in time. Kevin How McCarthy- does that even add up? Kevin McCarthy has long been rumored to be gay. I don't know about Frank Luntz. Is Frank Luntz openly gay rumored to be gay? I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's effeminate. Anyway, link to the future says in honor of pride month, it's important to remember what LGBTQIA plus stands for. (laughs) Uh, Let's see which ones I can read. I think I can say dyke. I can't say the F word. Uh, Whore, tranny, twink. I can say goy, right? HIV, yeah. HIV plus. Yeah. You know, they added. Um, That's a big game, man. Thank you, Mr. President. In the uh, in the report on Anthony Bass, which we'll get to later, they added it was LGBT. No, it was two S LGBTQ plus. That's what they said. So two spirit has two moved spirit. to the front. Right. Ah. Mm-hmm. laughing boy says i would like to thank everyone that volunteered to be visited first for illegally assembled sbrs as in short barreled rifles your dogs will be avenged Two hundred fifty thousand dumbass awards are in the mail hey i'm i'm actually we'll get to that later in the show i'm pretty happy about the non-compliance i think that's great yeah. uh, i know there's a two hundred fifty thousand is a big number but in the context of many many millions it's not that big mm-hmm. of a number Thank you, Laughing Boy. Haughty Twerkman says, for anyone looking for work, railroads and railroad contractors are often overlooked. They often provide training, but the equipment is unforgiving. At times, you'll miss the Matt and Blonde show. Well, you can't do that, but it looks, I don't know. I, I haven't heard much from East Palestine lately, but it seems like the uh, the old railroad yeah. industry could probably use a little help to the extent that they're willing to staff their trains and all the rest of the labor. Also says uh, there were a few or there are also a few downfall railroad parodies. The foiling of Uncle A's Frisco fan trip by the green monster is worth a Google. All right. Thank you, Hottie Twerkman. Uh, we are good on Odyssey. Oh, sure. We're good on DLive if you want to catch us up on YouTube and Tippy. Sure, Zors. Everyone, please pray for my friend who after or years ago got infected by the gay. He recently hit rock bottom and he's trying to reconstruct his life and is seeking God. He'd be the first of many of my friends that I've lost to entropy to return. That would be awesome. Hmm. Do you mean that he has AIDS or he just like got infected by the ideology of the gay? You you do have to clarify. Yeah. No, uh, all the best to your friend. And and that's great. And I hope um, it sounds like you will, but it's if if you're able to be a a resource to a friend who is looking to restore order in his life, that's uh, I think that's always a good thing to do. So, uh, all the best to you if you choose to do that. I bought PN. No note. Thank you, sir. Injure Guardian sent a few. I'm just going to read them through. The editing needed to dot. I am not going to be Dodge Neil frequently uh, causes misunderstandings, which sometimes leads to unnecessary issues. Blame Neil. Am I an idiot? Talking about Raja Muhan. I think the only oh. censorship there. The only censorship I've done in this show on, on Raja Muhan's behalf is I, I can't play the idiocracy clip of Justin Long saying you talk like a and your shit's all retarded. They so won't good. let me play it. Lame. So I have to bleep it. 
Um, but Raju Muhan, I it seems the same as under Susan, but the other thing I have to be careful with is like any depictions of violence, even mild violence. I gotta I gotta blur that out. They get pretty bad happy with that stuff. Okay, Andrew Guardian. Bad news, the show's emojis can't be used in super chats. The button for them isn't mm. available in the super chat field. Good news. I may have inspired Matt to rewatch Deadwood. <laughs> That's pretty weird. good. I just watched it for the first time. You would think those custom emojis, they would want to incorporate into super chat. Cause yeah. that's the whole point is channel support and all that. Well, in any case, if you're a uh, custom emoji holder, thank you for supporting the show and thank you for your chats. I've only watched Deadwood through once. I've not rewatched it. Part of the reason I'm not that interested mm-hmm. in rewatching it, even though I loved the show is it just ended. It just stopped. It just ended random. Yeah. And that sucks because none of the characters really got a proper ending except for a weird movie that they made 10 years later or 13 years later, whatever it was. Did you watch that? Yeah, we did. We went back and and watched it uh, when we finished Deadwood and it was okay, but they just, I don't know. It's not just everyone's older and there are some changes in the town. It it flashes forward to when South Dakota gained statehood like 10 years later or whatever that was. I don't know how I feel about this. It's not that great. It's not, it was not a, uh, it didn't do justice to the, to the show in, mm. in, in finishing it up. Um, also in regarding, we should bring back public quartering. I mean, eight horses, six consecutive sets of four way crossroads, the works as the primary methods for deleting PDF files, traders. Like ah, well, that's multifunctional. <clears throat> that, that would be useful. Uh, let's just do a few more Mojack 420. Would like your thoughts. I'm going to be to probably be out of work for four to six months while going through chemo. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought about setting up a uh, gifts and go, give send go account. Um, is asking for help the same as begging? Of course not. Of course not. One of the hardest things in life to do is to ask for help when you really need it. And I just have to clarify and completely. Uh... In, sen- in a completely insensitive way. Is this hoax chemo or real chemo? That's the distinction. If you want us to show your chemo thing on here, we got to see some doctor's notes. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Receipts. All the best. And I, I hope uh, I hope it, it goes as well as it can for you. And no, there's no shame in asking for help from people. That's, not, it's not the same. Um, it's not the same as begging. I guess if I were to draw a distinction... For me, there's a difference between asking for help and acting entitled to it or insisting that someone owes it to you. Not that it doesn't matter how you choose to to set this up if you uh, what I think doesn't matter and how you choose to set this up is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But to me, I'm I'm always more receptive to people that are sort of sincere and making an ask rather than kind of trying to to imply that you owe them or something like that. Mm-hmm. But whatever you decide to do, yeah, keep us in the know and uh, we'll see if we can help you out if we can. Let's just do a few more. Holden Mulray. Hi, True Seekers. Imagine you have among your defenses an offensive weapon. Your enemy convinces you to drop or neglect or substitute that weapon. Pretty subversive strategy. Yeah? With that in mind, read Ephesians 6, 17. 6, 17. Is this the one that was uh, referenced... By the guy that Anthony Bass posted the video of. I don't know. Let me look up the uh, the scripture. Why is it this? It, it, ugh, copy and paste. It thinks it's some like. Oh, no, this is a different piece of scripture from Ephesians. Oh, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. A different uh, line than is referenced later. 
But all right. Um, let's circle back to it. Okay. Thank you guys for your super chats. Very much appreciated. And uh, we'll come back to you at the end of the stream. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Let's get back into the news. Let me find where uh, we left off. Oh, of course, we're moving into uh, prime topics. How could I forget? Yay. Well, the Bud Light disaster continues and uh, really shows no signs of slowing up. Each week since the Dylan Mulvaney incident at the end of March, Bud Light sales have been down 20 to 30% year on year. No signs of improvement. In fact, according to this most recent Daily Mail report earlier today, sales over Memorial Day weekend were down as much as 60% year on year. I got to assume that's probably because people buy a lot of beer over that weekend and they they buy it. They bought not a lot of Bud Light this particular Memorial Day, which is why you get such a drastic number. But uh, in this report from the Daily Mail earlier today, that drop in sales, they say, uh, according to their source, who's a former Anheuser-Busch executive, that sales drop is costing sales staff up to $2,000 a month. So according to this former executive speaking with the Daily Mail, your uh, your typical salesperson with Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch is making about $60,000 a year. But that includes... or so in variable pay. In other words, commission as in pay based on sales. So no sales, no pay, or at least greatly reduced pay. And nobody can sell this beer. There is no sales talent in the world that can effectively sell this beer right now. So what does that mean? That means that otherwise good, talented people are going to have to leave Anheuser-Busch. This executive said, quote, good people are going to start leaving because they aren't making money. And that's really the point here. There's there's no amount. You could be the most diligent, most talented, honest, hardworking member of the Anheuser-Busch team. You can't sell this beer. So what are you going to you going to stay in this job where you don't make any money because it's an impossible yeah. task or you're going to uh, move yeah, on to can't do that. some other opportunity. But that's uh, if you're expecting two thousand dollars a month that uh that is not there anymore. That is a bill breaking prospect. Can you imagine? So, um, Bud Light can't sell the beer and they probably aren't going to be able to retain the people to sell the beer. And without demand for the beer, it's not going to be necessary to make the beer. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I can't believe how much I underestimated the backlash of this. I, I, I didn't think it was going to matter all that much. This could kill one of the biggest names in American beer permanently. And of course, as I mentioned, the brand. I know the same piss water is going to be produced and marketed as something else potentially. But this this is one of the most major names in a major American product that is being brought to its knees because people just don't want to buy it anymore because they went too far in a particular ideological indoctrination direction. And they could out as a brand, they could outright die over that. And it's it's hard to think how this recovers because there are so many alternatives. It's it's very easy just not to buy Bud Light because there's 50 or 100 or more other beer choices in that aisle when you go. So why would anyone pick beer uh, Bud Light anymore? And so it appears that companies are taking notice. Nobody uh, 
really wants to be the next Bud Light. Now, unsurprisingly, Bud Light has opted not to change its social media profile pictures into Pride Month rainbow variants. In fact, Bud Light has not tweeted at all since April 14th. They tried tweeting about their beer on April 14th. They just got eviscerated, didn't they? It was a massive ratio. I don't have it in front of me. I think it was like a a six to one type ratio as in comments to likes. They got destroyed and they just gave up. I I, I don't even know if there is a social media person at Bud Light anymore and what they reassigned that person to do. So other companies appear to be scaling back the Pride Month acknowledgement, at least on social media as well. Major League Baseball had a pride rainbow social media logo for June 1st only. And then they moved on mm-hmm. Xbox. What do you make of this? Not only did Xbox have their fancy pride art up for only a couple days, but then they changed it to what appears to be the Xbox logo burning in hell, which <laughs> maybe they're going the other direction. Oh, you guys don't like pride month. All right. How about homos burning in hell? That's what Microsoft. Let's is- try this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a strategy. You know, you pick up all the uh, disaffected Bud Light drinkers, maybe. So I don't know. As far as I'm, I've seen Xbox has not explained the the flaming X, Xbox logo, or maybe maybe is it flaming for flaming gay? Maybe it's not burning in hell. Oh, really? I don't know. Isn't that a slur though? Is it calling someone a flamer? They wouldn't. They wouldn't do that for Pride Month. They do it to each other though. It's like the N word. Oh well, homies. they can they can yeah. say flamer, but I can't. You can say flamer. No, I don't know. what. Hey, buddy, you can say whatever you want. (laughs) Anyway, uh, lots of major American corporations that would otherwise be expected to prideify their logos are not. Lyft, Uber, Mm -hmm. Target, Amazon, Coca-Cola, Apple, more. Are we witnessing Mm -hmm. the Bud Light effect? Are companies actually afraid, finally, of the backlash to all the pandering? Is this a turnaround of sorts? I doubt it, but it does kind of feel like it, doesn't it? Well, I mean, I, I know that in the same way that that putting up a rainbow Twitter profile picture is the laziest form of participation in Pride Month, it's also the laziest form of opting out. And I do know that a lot of these companies, I don't know about these companies in particular, but I know that there's a lot of remaining corporate sponsorship of Pride events, Pride marches, Things that are higher effort than changing your Twitter profile picture. So, and they're all still doing that. There's a lot of that stuff still going on. I don't know if it's more or or less than years prior, but it's it's not gone. That's for sure. And uh, the Bud Light effect is clearly not happening in Canada yet. You must pander to the LMNOP mafia. Or you will atone for your wrong think. That's what Toronto Blue Jays relief pitcher Anthony Bass learned this week. Because on Monday, he shared an Instagram video of a guy called Dude with Good News. His name is Ryan Miller. And this is what I was referencing earlier with the scriptural uh, reference. This guy is explaining the biblical or scriptural reason why he thinks the boycotts of Bud Light and Target uh, aren't just good things, but biblical obligations for uh, for Christian faith. Here's the reason biblically why I believe Christians ought to be boycotting Target and Bud Light and any other corporation that's pushing the things they're pushing. It tells us what to do as Christians in Ephesians chapter 5. It says this, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, 
but instead expose them for it is shameful to even talk of the things that they do in secret. So apparently you must give these corporations your money or you hate <laughs> gay people. It's not, a, you, you can't bitch out. Oh, he bitched out harder than you can possibly imagine. You talk oh, about wastes of a good beard. Get ready for an incredible waste. So in response, the Blue Jays team issued a statement saying they are committed to providing an inclusive and welcoming experience for all, including their special fourth annual Pride weekend scheduled for June 9th and 10th. Plus uh, demonstrations of allyship all month long at the ballpark. On Tuesday, the team forced Anthony Bass to make a hostage style statement with the media in which he atoned for his wrong think and pledged to better educate himself. I made a post that was hurtful to the Pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine. And I am truly sorry for that. I just spoke with my teammates and shared with them my actions yesterday. I apologize with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself, to make better decisions moving forward. Oh, come on, man. That's like what you say after you get a DUI or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not what you say after you quote a Bible verse and, you know, tell homos to stop putting it in each other's butts. Well, this is that wasn't even the full statement. He added he will lick the butthole of the butthole lickers. That's how bad it was. OK. OK. All right. Uh, I guess do what you got to do. Yeah, All you, for baseball, the most boring sport, whatever. You know, in the interest of time, I'm going to allow that. But. Anyway, your point is exactly right. You would think he killed a guy. You would think yeah. that he, uh, you know, he, he, he made some sort of mistake that cost someone's life or severely damaged someone's property or something like that. No, he just uh, he reposted an opinion that says, I am of traditional biblical faith. And here's the traditional biblical scriptural reason why you should not give these corporations your money. That's it. The guy didn't say go to Target and burn it down summer of love style. He said, yeah, when the Bible tells you not to whatever the word in the scripture is a synonym for participate, when it tells you not to participate in this, that's what it means. Not engaging in the financial transaction. That's what this piece of scripture means. And there was no advocacy of crime or anything remotely uh, inappropriate like that. When are people going to learn? Well, you know, who's going to learn is Anthony Bass, because even that statement wasn't enough. Blue Jays manager John Schneider says the apology is just the first step. That wasn't the end. That was just the first step. It's not going to be a 15 or 30 second apology and say, okay, I did my part. The manager told reporters on Tuesday, there's going to be continued work with the resources we have to try to show that he's understanding that he made a mistake. And then the local news, uh, they sent a reporter to the ballpark and they interviewed some fans outside, some of whom said Bass was not remorseful enough. He didn't apologize sorrily enough, or as the Canadians oh, might say, on. sorrily enough. Sorrier. Be sorry and make it sadder, they said. Fans we spoke to say Bass needs to do more. Honestly, like, I think it's just, it's not very, it didn't seem very remorseful. Like, there's no, like, apology in it. Like, he's had controversies in the past, so it's like, it doesn't seem real to me. It doesn't sound remorseful. You know, he, he, he sounds like he wants to pitch tonight. He wants to pitch and he wants it to all go away. 
Okay, let's listen to a bunch of ugly women for how hard we should be apologizing about this. <laughs> Whatever. I think the only solution is Anthony Bass has to switch from pitcher to catcher <laughs> and actually take a dick in his butt on the mound for all to see. Okay. Right. Then those women would be happy. Okay. But listen to these idiots. Well, there's no apology in it. He, he, he literally said, I apologize sincerely. Whatever he's, he used the word apologize. There yeah, is. What else do you people want? He doesn't sound remorseful. Uh, so what? You don't sound intelligent. Does that matter? He he sounds like he just wants to pitch. Well, yeah, his job is uh, the only reason. His job throwing a baseball is the only reason you know who he is. <laughs> if, if, if his job, you don't know who he is because of his biblical opinions. <laughs> What's the reason you bought the ticket to go to the game? It's because he's good at throwing a baseball and all his. Yeah, uh, exactly co-workers are too so why is why is just wanting to pitch why is that not good enough why did you buy the ticket did you buy the ticket to hear opinions about homosexuality that you agree with that's why you bought the baseball ticket and to get drunk i guess bass was also booed <laughs> when he entered the game on wednesday i was gonna prep the clip but it's so it's such minimal booing that it just didn't seem important and it's it's unclear. Are they booing him because he posted the boycott target video or are they booing him because he bitched out? It's not clear. People just don't like him, I guess. But in fairness, uh, like a great wise man, Alex Jones once said, uh, Anthony Bass is kind of retarded. And I don't want this to come off as uh, I, I, I will defend him on the principle. Of course, he shouldn't have bitched out. He should say what he he should post on his social media what he believes. And if people are offended by that, they can unfollow. Yeah, but he's you shouldn't apologize for your beliefs in this way. And that goes for someone with whom I probably have agreement on this particular topic or some commie out there. If you want to be a, if you want to be a commie and someone shames you for it, I might say, yeah, fuck you, commie. But <laughs> you don't have to come out and apologize to me and grovel. I don't know. Yeah. That would be a great world, I guess, if commies were begging for forgiveness. One can dream. But the point is, the principle about standing by your convictions extends to everybody, not just people I agree with. And so it's not a defense of Anthony Bass, the guy. It's a defense of that principle. Anthony Bass, the guy, appears to be an idiot, not just for this episode, but for an episode in April in which he tweeted a picture of his two daughters, age two and five, with a picture of a bunch of popcorn they're on the airplane. There's a bunch of popcorn under the seat of his two-year-old. And he was bitching at United Airlines saying that they just made his 22-week pregnant wife get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess that his youngest daughter right. made. Right. I heard about this. People were really divided on this. I can't understand I his can't perspective. I can't imagine why any... people were... This is not... You're not like tipping the stewardess. Like, you clean up after your kids. Yes. You clean up after your kids in all public settings. I know like maybe you're at a rest, a sit down restaurant and there's you, a like, certain clean up a little bit. You don't have to go crazy, but like and if, on, an, on an airplane. Yeah. You do if it. my kid threw half his plate on the floor at a sit down restaurant, I'm going to pick that up. Clean it I, up. You know, uh, you pick up after your kids in public settings. Generally yeah. speaking, as a parent, that's what you do. Now, presumably, I don't actually know. But who took this photo? Did he take it? Did his wife take it? I presume he I was know. on the plane with his mm-hmm. wife. Maybe he wasn't. But if he was on the plane with his wife, guess what, dude? You're allowed to bail out your pregnant wife and pick it up yourself. Yeah. You don't no have to. stopping you. You don't have to make her do it. Maybe he wasn't there. Maybe that's the explanation. But just in general, general life philosophy, assigning responsibility 
for your kids to other people isn't just wrong. It's very foolish as well, because nobody cares about your kids as much as you care about your kids, which means you take better care of them than anybody else does, which means you should clean up after them. Yep. Making other people responsible for your kids is how you get your kids in trouble and in danger. And you shouldn't do that by default, Anthony Bass. Especially, he's not the richest athlete of all time, but I did look it up because I was curious. He, he makes like three quarters of a million dollars a year from the Blue Jays. I mean, Anthony what? Bass, when that's not a lot of money, that's not that's anything. That's a ton of money. That's not a lot, of, a lot of money by Major League Baseball standards. Let me put it that way. Yeah. But he could hire like a, an actual maid to follow him around and pick these things up. Pay her 50 grand a year if you want. If it's too much work. Anyway. Oh, I lost my connection to the notes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do you, do you have them? What if... Well, how do I not have a connection to the notes, but the stream is completely uninterrupted? You haven't it lost my been. connection, Oh, right? nope. I just lost the notes. <laughs> oh, well, I can still see it. Oh, they're it. back now. It's okay. Okay. Well, I can still read it. It's cool. Everything's cool. Well, well, I see if I can get that to recover. Uh, Twitter is... What's... Oh, great. Now I can't... Did you lose uh, the stream? No, but I can't, oh. like, my entire web browser is frozen. Well, oh. do you want me to talk for a little while? I can do it. Yeah, or you can just start walking us through this Twitter story. Well, I see. Yeah, if I can get so it. earlier in the week, um, Ella Irwin, which was Twitter's VP of Trust and Safety, um, it, I think Post Millennial actually broke this, but no longer on payroll for Twitter. Um, and it seemed to be connected to this Daily Wire, what is a woman thing? I guess they were going to do this special spotlight event for um, Matt Walsh's What is a Woman for the one-year anniversary of it, uh, of it of its release. And Elon Musk was out of town. And behind the scenes, a bunch of these chicks in leadership roles were like, let's block it. Let's make it impossible for them to, to find this. And let's, you know downregulated and everything like that. And then um, they kind of did it behind his back. Although a lot of people think that Elon bitched out. And I think that you might be amongst. He did for like five seconds, longer than that. For a few seconds. He bitched out pretty quickly. By the way, my my entire, like all of my web browser has just frozen and I'm going to have to kill it and bring it back up, which means all my windows are dead. Okay. And that means I'm going to have to, you're going to have to do a juggling routine or something while I get all of my web browsing necessities back. The in good order. news is that I'm always so prepared right. for the show. Great. That uh, I think I can do it. Um, and then, so, okay, so she's out, the Twitter VP of Trust and Safety. And then uh, AJ Brown, uh, Twitter's head of brand safety and ad quality. So I'm not entirely sure if these people got the boot, but I think they probably probably did um do you want me to go through your segment about the what happened with the matt walsh i guess well or alternatively we could read a few chats it's going to take me just a second to get this stuff back up maybe it's smarter to read a few chats while i while we do that okay i don't want to i don't want to step on your toes but we do have tons of super chats all right let's do that short break guys um, Bill Biz, did you see the interview that Babylon B did with Elon Musk about Twitter a couple of days ago? Fairly positive, but we'll see. We'll talk about it. Uh, I haven't seen it in full. I know there was some commentary made that is relevant to the some of the stuff we're discussing right now. But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll return to that momentarily. momentarily. And actually, Somewhere. in the interest of getting that stuff back up, I guess I should shut the hell up and focus on that task 
because otherwise okay, I'll yeah. talk about chat that stuff for a half hour and not get back to the news. Um, some rando AB reps are planting empty Bud Light bottles in the men's room of bars. I sent Matt an email about it at 7 p.m. with pictures, subjects, Bud Light planting bottles. Is that true? Okay, Matt can't answer, but thank you for that. Um, Robin Banks. Matt and I once made love, kind of. It was at an academy. He tripped over a sandbag and fell face first into my, oh, I am <clears throat> stage. And the whole crowd cheered because at least he got that close. Why do you have to make this gay? And Robin, one more. Just wanted to say to all my fellow goys, happy Killdozer Day, not telling anyone to do anything, but at unreasonable times, eventually people do unreasonable things. Um, also, his name was Marv Kemeyer. Say his name. Say his name. Say his name. Never forget it. Okay. Never forget. Wicked Massel. I find it crazy how Senate GOP 17 to 31 had a higher percentage of no votes on bipartisan debt ceiling bill than House GOP 149 to 71, despite the Senate generally being more moderate and immune to the demands of the base. Why do you think this is a uh, higher percentage of no votes? Higher percentage um, of no votes on the debt ceiling deal in the Senate than mm, in the House. Is that in what the you're House, saying? yeah. Um, why would that be? Well, you know, in theory, the the Senate was supposed to be the uh, the representatives of the states who were uh, sort of in, uh, protected from the whims of the people. Of course, they are popularly dele- uh, pop. Can I say words while I try to complete this task behind the scenes? Popularly elected now. So, they I mean, they're just, as a practical matter, they're just as subject to the whims of the people as the House is, with the only exception being that they're elected every six years instead of two. So they right. have a little more electoral protection in that way. But I would guess the reason that you're seeing some of that in the Senate is because the Senate is often uh, a, like a, a way to it's a platform to launch to other offices, including the presidency. So that might just be a little more political grandstanding. I don't want to say that in this case, opposing this particular debt ceiling bill is strictly political grandstanding though. I think there are principled reasons to oppose it. Um, But there were a lot of Democrats who opposed it. And a lot of Democrats opposed it, not on the grounds that we have too much federal spending, but that we shouldn't have certain restrictions on, um, how hard it should be to collect food stamps and not work, mm-hmm. for example. Right. So I'm going to, my theory is grandstanding on that, that the Senate is more grandstandy and that's why. Gotcha. Uh, Long John John. So when is the on-stream pride flag burning happening? We're still talking about it. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, slosher. Sometimes reasonable men must do unreasonable things. I can't imagine what tread nonsense you're talking about, but I, I do hear you. A knuckle hunky buck. Tread in peace. St. Hugh Meyer, <laughs> Buddha 23 fat Matt and I once made love. He missed my mouth and poked my eye out. Now blonde has it in a jar on her shelf. True story. At least half of it. Um, Matt H. Never trust a fart. It will steal your identity and ruin your credit. Ah, sounds good. Thank you for the chance, guys. Uh, thank you for Ryan the wisdom has... as well. I think I'm all set. No note. So if, if you're okay, ready cool. to carry on. I am. Where did I leave off? I, okay, I so... dipped my toe into the into the rundown of this, what is a woman situation? Right. So you, so you got through these two senior staffers being fired, right? Or do we, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So we got two significant people out at Twitter and Elon Musk has now confirmed that it is directly related. He wrote director related, but he meant directly related on Twitter when he responded to this. This is not a coincidence. Um, it's, it turns out at least the, the story as told is that Elon Musk 
was uh, in China or otherwise away. Was he in China? He was he was not in the U.S. He wasn't in the U.S. when this happened. And so you have these these staffers acting behind the scenes in what appears to be ways that Elon Musk was not intending. But a brief rundown of what exactly happened with this. What is a woman scandal this week? For a second, I I almost got baited into rage tweeting, but I'll tell you why I didn't. This is a great story because Elon Musk was tweeting some bullshit about how what is a woman is sensitive content or whatever. And I thought I want I don't want to just tweet some text making fun of Elon Musk, the guy who said he was pathological about free speech and other things. I want to make an anamorph style morphing meme of Elon <laughs> Musk turning into Vijay Gotti, the former censor. Oh, and I thought there's got to be something on the Internet to make this. I couldn't find a generator to make them morph. And so I just quit. I gave up. And that is a good thing. My own laziness and inability to make this very basic graphic design project is a good thing because I was probably me being overly critical of Elon Musk as yes, I am want to do in other contexts. I've been, and we have been heavily critical of him in ways that I will defend in ways that maybe were a little less patient than they should have been. I still, I think that he has done a lot of things that are worthy of criticism. I think that maybe sometimes I should give him five seconds more to correct the problem. And this is a case where five seconds more, he appears to have corrected the problem, but daily wire had this uh, agreement with Twitter to stream. What is a woman for free? I guess at the start of pride month was their aim from the sound of Matt Walsh. It sounds like they have all of these sort of counter pride month ops going on and streaming. What is a woman was part of the, the plan here for free. You had to be a daily wire subscriber to see it previously. And so Daily Wire had some sort of contract with Twitter to promote this streaming event in which everyone could watch it for free. And this agreement was signed. And then Twitter staff watched the movie and withdrew the deal and said any posting of the movie would be labeled hateful conduct for misgendering. And so Twitter offered the opportunity to edit out a few specific parts of the movie. Daily Wire declined. Afterward, Daily Wire staff posted certain clips and uh, ultimately the full movie. And initially, Twitter limited reach and interaction on those tweets. Initially, Elon responded that this was all by mistake. Uh, At least he responded to Jeremy Boring that this was all uh, a big mistake. And uh, by several people at Twitter, he said. And so it seemed like it would get corrected easily. But then uh, Elon said later that it would still remain sensitive content. And that sensitive content would not be seen by even the followers of of people who post it. So you had several hours or even a day or so where you could tweet the link to the video, but it wouldn't show the actual video itself. You had to click around to find it. Mm -hmm. And Twitter was doing the same sort of weird stuff it has done historically with material it doesn't like. That's why I'm thinking Elon Musk has anamorphed into Vijaya Gotti. It's the same thing, just a different guy. But then, uh, as I mentioned, it turns out he was out of the country and this appears to have been work of people operating the country, uh, the company on his behalf in his absence. So by Friday, Elon tweeted out, uh, the full movie, which is no longer restricted from any sort of sharing or viewing. And he said, every parent should watch this. And the tweet, uh, has the movie in full all 95 minutes. Currently the movie based on that tweet is sitting at like 89 million views. Damn. Is that people watching it in full? Probably not. I'm sure not. But a but few minutes, that's pretty good. Even if it's people glancing at it 89 million times, that's pretty beneficial. 
So whatever happened here, it looks like it was something of a momentary setback followed by a purge of the right people and a massive boost for a movie that pushes back on all of the transgender nonsense looked bad, turned into a win. So I'm glad that I didn't uh, prematurely make fun of Elon Musk turning into Vijaya Gotti because he didn't do that. But. Uh, oh, I don't have the uh, the tweet here either, but it's also reported. Remember uh, Linda Yaccarino, mm-hmm. his replacement CEO lady from the World Economic Forum. She is supposedly starting in that role as CEO tomorrow, June 5th. Okay. Musk has previously said that he will retain oversight of the uh, software development at Twitter. Yakarina will focus on marketing and the company will retain its core free speech principles, Elon Musk says. So the Linda Yakarino era begins in the morning. All right. Anything else on Twitter and uh, what is a woman? Mm, that's it. Okay. Well, uh, this will be brief, but the numbers are in. These numbers on the complimentary registration and tax stamp from the ATF are not particularly good. But last week we discussed how Thursday, June 1st was uh, upcoming National Felon Day, the day when the ATF declares all of us felons uh, for our beloved uh, braced pistol firearm configurations uh, that they now say are short barreled rifles, which if unregistered would be in violation of federal law. Of course, As we've also discussed, there are ongoing court cases and it doesn't look good for the ATF considering this is all made up nonsense that didn't go through Congress in addition to its uh, Second Amendment problems. But it was a mystery until now how much compliance there actually was. And we've had conversations on our stream to this effect. People in possession of these braced firearms. Should I take the David Koresh approach and give the ATF the middle finger? Or should I take the opportunity for a free tax stamped short barreled rifle and not have any legal risk. And I've wondered because I've heard people making arguments on either side. Now I know what side I chose, I guess (laughs) I'm a firearms policy coalition member. You can't kick down my door, Mr. ATF man. I'm protected by the injunction. I know what choice I made and I'm not going to surrender my property that I legally owned yesterday because a bunch of jackasses in DC decided arbitrarily that it's not legal anymore. That's never something I was going to do, but I understand people uh, chose otherwise. I always wondered what the ratio was and the ratio is heavily uh, in uh, heavily for the decision that I made turns out. Um, And uh, the ATF, um, well, Hold on, I lost my place in my stupid notes because of because of my st- no. I would blame it on my browser problem, but that's just me being an idiot. Anyway, just, just blame it on the browser. Yeah, it's the brow. It's the sandbag. The sandbag over there screwed me up. Okay, the question is how many people actually complied with this? And by comply, what I mean is you you send the ATF a bunch of your information on the gun that you have, and you tell them, well, this was a braced configuration, but now. Now it's a short barreled rifle. And so you give me that tax stamp, but instead of it being $200 as, uh, as required by federal law, it's free. How many people did that versus how many people gave them the double middle finger? So the, uh, according to an ATF source speaking with Steven Gutowski at the reload, there were only about a quarter million applications for free tax stamps for these pistol brace guns. That's a lot as the chatter mentioned, or that's a, 
a significant city size worth of people who signed up and said, please, ATF, I would love your oversight. Here's my paperwork and my fingerprints and everything else that goes along with this particular registration. However, the estimates for how many of these guns are out there are, are numbers that are much larger. The, the estimates do vary widely. The ATF says there are between three and seven million of these braced pistols that they now consider to be short-barreled rifles out there. Congressional Research Service says it's more like 10 to 40 million. So that mean, means even if we take the low end of the ATF's estimate, only about 8% of these guns were registered before National Felon Day. If we take the high 8%. end, that's the best possible, <laughs> like the highest possible. If we take the high end from Congressional Research Service, about, as in the high end of how many of them are out there, only 0.6% were registered. Mm. So something between a half a percent and 8% of all the braced pistols are theoretically are, are legal, according to the ATF. So no matter how you estimate it, the ATF, their stance now is that millions of us are felons. And so the only question is, who are you going to pick? Who's the first felon that you're going to pick? It's my, you. <laughs> that would be my luck. Uh, it's a good time to move. Sorry to the new owners. Um, they might be kicking down this door soon, but hopefully I won't be here when they do. Uh, seriously speaking, I've not heard news of any enforcement on this yet. And if people have seen news of that, please send it my way because I'm very interested. My expectation is nobody. Nobody's getting that door kicked. Given the court complications, they're not going to enforce it at all. And this is going to get struck down. And the ATF just duped a quarter million people into giving information to the ATF about what guns they have. Yep. But if they do decide to come after us, the numbers that the ATF is now disclosing, at least this, I guess, is off the record or you know whatever. But if the ATF believes this to be true, actually, it isn't. This particular piece, because the ATF believing that there are between three and seven million of these braced pistols out there. Is from the ATF's own impact statement uh, or impact assessment of the rule, so that's public. The ATF is going to have a very difficult argument to make in court about common use here. Per the Heller decision from the Supreme Court, the Second Amendment protects guns that are in common use. Here's the ATF admitting there are three to seven million of these out there. How do you argue that three to seven million in possession is not common use? Right. They're going to have to navigate that. Uh, so they're going to have to acknowledge in their own argument there are millions of these, but also it's not common use because reasons. And if they do come after us, they decide to kick down some doors. We also have a new defense or a new uh, potential defensive resource. And that is Hunter Biden and his team of lawyers. The, I really hope this happens. I doubt it's going to happen because I don't think they're going to bring the charges. But if they bring the charges, I hope Hunter Biden becomes your Second Amendment advocate in the federal court system. Now, of course, Hunter Biden has been in, under investigation by the feds for lying, among other things, lying on a gun purchase form about not being uh, an illegal user of drugs when he purchased uh, a firearm in 2018. But Hunter's legal team is preparing like that charge is coming. Again, I don't think it will, but if it comes, they got to be prepared for it. And hilariously, Hunter's legal team says they they plan to use a, the recent Bruin case from the Supreme Court about the right to carry a gun to their advantage, even though Joe Biden called that decision, quote, deeply troubling. 
Now, in, in establishing a general right to carry, the Bruin case also reworked the criteria courts must use when evaluating Second Amendment cases, saying that any restrictions must be consistent with the customs and practices of the founding period, as in when the Second Amendment was ratified. So Hunter's team reportedly may argue that the federal restriction against drug users is a violation of that standard, as in we didn't restrict drug users at the founding, and so per the Second Amendment and the court's interpretation of it, we can't restrict them now. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I think that's going to be a defense reserved for Hunter (laughs) Biden and not extended to me. Or you. Or anybody else. But it would be hilarious to see Hunter Biden and his legal team become Second Amendment champions. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be a twist? It'd be great. Okay, you ready for some hoax hate? Yeah. Here we go. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Back in March, it was reported that the Clay County Sheriff's Department in Florida opened a hate crime investigation in Middleburg after two separate vacant homes were burned down. These were apparently new builds that were for sale. At each location, a message was left behind indicating potential bias. One sign left at the scene read, quote, This is our land. Latinos are not welcome. <laughs> There's also apparently a swastika involved. Here is a news report from uh, when this happened back in March. In Clay County, investigators are looking into two vacant house fires they have deemed suspicious. Sheriff Michelle Cook says messages of hate were left behind at the scene. One neighbor who declined to go on camera or give her name took a picture of the sign before deputies took it away. A swastika is drawn and neighbors say the sign reads, this is our land. Latinos are not welcome. Fast forward six weeks later, and uh, this is actually one of a few times that someone has burned down their own house as, uh, uh, or at least part of their house as part of a uh, hate crime hoax. Now, I think you'll remember the crazy uh, lesbian citizen of the year in Michigan who who burned down her house and killed her dogs. Her dog, no, ago. it was her cats, wasn't it? Uh, several animals were involved. I can't remember the specifics, but she was. You got to commit to the bit. Good for her. She did burn her year, house yeah. down. Yeah, there's no doubt. No doubt on the commitment. And then there was a a rare pro-Trump hoax hate case in Minnesota where a guy burned down his garage and spray painted like Antifa did this (laughs) and Trump sucks because he was a big Trump supporter. That turned out to be an insurance fraud scheme, too. And that is apparently exactly what happened in this particular case. Insurance fraud. The owner of these homes, his name is 44-year-old George Carniero. And he had financed uh, he, he financed loans for these homes from a mortgage corporation in October. But he had missed all his monthly payments, resulting in an unpaid balance of more than thirty nine thousand dollars. So he told a colleague who later spoke with law enforcement that a, uh, a friend had suggested he set the homes on fire for the insurance money. Now, the hate elements uh, were, of course, just diversions to try to give the fires the appearance of legitimacy. Detectives discovered both uh, at both homes, they're about four miles apart. They each had five gallon fuel tanks near the back door. 
The fires occurred about 26 minutes apart, and area video showed the same white Nissan van near both homes. So police spoke with the homeowner. Hey, guy whose house is burned down, uh, do you have anything to tell us about what may have happened here? And upon confrontation, the owner was apparently very nervous and asked detectives multiple times for advice on how he should proceed forward. So you own the houses that burn down, dude. Uh, it might be wise to have a plan to deal with police. But he didn't. He got very nervous and he didn't know what to tell them. And he actually asked for their advice. Um, police later learned that the homeowner borrowed the Nissan van from a friend the day that he burned down these homes. The homeowner was then arrested and released on bond. His charges include burning to defraud the insurer and fraudulent insurance claims related to arson. Those are different things. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what this uh, one particular story I read said. But yeah, it sounds like the exact same thing. So I don't know. Meanwhile, uh, in Morris County, New Jersey, police began an investigation in late May to ter- to determine if vandalism done to the to uh, a church's sign was a hate crime on the basis that the sign is in close proximity to a series of rainbow flags that were set up on May 19th. So there's no hateful message or hateful symbol. It's just that a sign was damaged. You look at a photo of the sign. There's one in this story and yeah, it's someone just broke the sign. looks like maybe they hit it and it snapped in half. Or they took a very sharp sword and cut it in half. Somehow this sign is just split. <laughs> but there's no message at all. No words, no symbols, no hate. Obviously, other than it's in the general area of some rainbow colored flags. And But look at it. They're not even rainbow flags. Strictly speaking, they're a series of flags that are multicolor and together form a rainbow color scheme. But just the proximity of the damage... Uh, had investigators thinking this was a hate crime or a waste of time until police investigated and determined it was not in fact a hate crime. Actually, it was just a uh, regular crime done by a black guy. And so there's nothing to see here, or at least a guy of color. I can't tell his race actually, but he appears to be non-white. So from this particular report, quote, it was determined the vandalism does not meet the criteria to be a bias based or hate crime. As the evidence established an intent only to damage the property, Morris County Prosecutor Robert J. Carroll said in this statement, Carroll said investigators obtained surveillance photos of several people walking east on South Street near the church and some of the group hitting and damaging signs before they entered two vehicles parked uh, on the street. One of the suspects saw a photo of himself released through the Crime Stoppers program and turned himself into police, Carroll said. The man was charged with third degree criminal mischief and released on a summons. The uh, prosecutor said, now, noticeably in this NewJersey.com story or NJ.com story, he's just a 22-year-old man. That's all he is. Just a guy. Yeah, just a dude. Just a guy. But you can find images of him and his name in other reports. His name is Clenty Alshuhi. He looks, I don't know. He looks to be of color. I'm guessing. Uh I don't, I have no idea. The guy just, I don't know. I get it's hard to tell in these surveillance <laughs> images, but maybe they just excluded his name because he uh, it, because it's hard to pronounce. But the reason that that we know that this was not hate related is because Al, Al 
Now, Suhi was part of a, a group that was just hitting and damaging multiple signs that night, as confirmed on these surveillance cameras. So it sounds like a bunch of young men being jackasses. Yeah. Just kind of smashing things. And they happen to smash this particular church sign. But the church remains committed to the narrative. Uh, and, and, and so they held a public rally on Thursday to urge this prosecutor to bring hate crime charges anyway, because after all, they emotionally felt like it was a hate crime. And so, uh, we should treat it like a hate crime. And so even though it was only a sign and though they decided it was not a hate crime, the feelings and the emotions are just as real and triggering. And these emotions are not unfounded because we live in a country where we thought we were making progress. And so as a leader, your first response is to have a duty of care, not to hide behind law books, not to hide behind your office or your title, your position, but to show that you love and you care and you have concern, not whether it was a hate crime or not, but that people in this community feel safe, Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, why would it matter how safe you guys feel? What kind <laughs> of safety too? You have to prosecute people until that guy subjectively feels safe. You just have to make up charges. Awesome. That was Reverend Sidney Williams Jr. from the church. It's just a, it's a series of completely insane statements packed into a very brief clip there. So uh, even though it wasn't a hate crime, it felt like one. Well, we don't convince juries based on what it felt like. The, the prosecutor has to bring evidence beyond a reasonable doubt that this guy was motivated by some kind of anti-gay bias. He can't yeah. do that. So he can't bring the, the charges because a jury will not accept them because that's a component of the crime that he has to prove. It's not going to work. But I guess if this guy just goes there and cries a lot, maybe the jury will be persuaded. Don't hide behind law books, he says to the prosecutor. Well, the law books are what determines the law. It's not really hiding as much as it is just adhering to his job. Uh, it's the prosecutor's job to follow them, not, you know, make up those laws to uh, to uh, make them up arbitrarily to make this guy feel uh, good or better or safe. This what he said here, though, as a leader, re referring to the prosecutor, as a leader, your first response is to show or your first responsibility, rather, is to show that you care. No, it is not. It, it's to follow and enforce the law. But exactly under the, the, the law would be undermined if the prosecutor were to follow this guy's philosophy it would be made up on the spot. By the emotions of the people in charge, that that would not be truth, that would not be justice, that would just be I'm the most offended or the most sad, so do my bidding. But they have to have their narrative, so they, they, they call this the witness for love rally. And it featured uh, all the sort of things you'd expect. It featured terrible music. And yes, it even featured kids indoctrinated with pride flags. Hilariously, this story, it shows a picture of a, a little boy. I don't think this boy is much older than five. You have an uh, estimate? Maybe about six. I can't really Ma Maybe. He's definitely not 10. And the caption says, a young man waves rainbow flags. <laughs> That is the youngest yeah, the man, young man I've ever seen. That is the youngest young man of all time. Double fisting the pride flags at this event. My God. And then there they all, they all have to have their chorus of lies too. This priest loves you. Oh, great. That's uh, that priest should probably be, uh, should probably be the prosecutor then. Cause I want prosecute <laughs> prosecution decisions based on love and, 
passion of the moment. Not, I don't want them to hide behind law books. I want to make it up as they go. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You ready to talk movie review? Yeah. All right. Oh, you're worried, are you? In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 1975 British comedy classic Monty Python and the Holy Grail in which King Arthur of Camelot is ordered by God upon a quest to find the divine treasure. So he recruits a band of knights to skip across the English landscape, clap some coconuts and navigate absurd situations in a deadpan fourth wall breaking journey from movie picker Draculama. We are the knights who say knee, just don't say the word the knights of knee cannot hear. A classic of British silly humor with a cult-like following, the extreme low budget made the movie more enjoyable due to the strange adaptations they chose. Coconuts, anyone? As always, your review and your rating. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay, I. one of the things about these movies is that we have we have to watch it at a certain point in time. You can't be like, I'm in the mood for slapstick humor. I want to watch Monty Python. It's like, I have to do this before Sunday, no matter what kind of mood I'm in. Um, and I think that that really affected my viewing pleasure. You're always doing, it's not the movie, it's me. It is. I think just it is hate, me. just hate. No, because, because I love life of Brian. Like, I just hmm. don't think I was in the right mood to watch this, this week. Like this silly humor thing. I, I was getting all smug about not thinking that this was funny. I was like, well, I'm just too young for this. And so I, and then I was like, I hate myself. Oh my God, my dad's going to watch this and he's going to be so mad. <laughs> um, I recognize that this was like good original comedy, especially for the time. Um, but I, I did not have a good time watching it. And I think that's because I'm so moody. Um, and I don't think it's a reflection on the film and maybe I'll give it another try when I'm in better spirits. Uh-huh. My hands are tied. I gave it a three out of five and I'm very sorry. I gave it a three because I suck, not because it sucks. Exactly. Okay. Well, whether you believe me or not, I did give this movie an honest viewing not to be swayed by my dislike of Life of Brian. Okay. I didn't want to come into it predisposed toward hatred. And I wouldn't say that hatred is my final verdict, but I wouldn't say that uh, enjoyment is my final verdict either. But let's start with what I liked. Uh, I agree with uh, movie picker Draculama that the, the the best of this movie is its low-budget, terrible-quality slapstick. The, the, the things that got me laughing the most are the, the preposterous, unconvincing gore. I'm talking about the black... Oh, you know, I need to fix my... Do my own editing here. I wrote Black Knight like uh, Evening Knight. What an idiot I am. Where's the K? Oh. Black Knight's limbs falling off. Oh, I need to hire a proofreader. Anyway, the Black Knight's limbs falling off. Hilarious. Like, falling off with these, funny. The uh, livestock launching bit, just launching the cows yeah. everywhere, okay. funny. Because it was so crappy. And the uh, the killer rabbit flying between uh, maulings, funny. Lancelot and his uh, original red wedding bit, funny. Uh, but I, even that I have a little bit of trouble crediting fully because it's funny in the same way that like your, 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 your high school senior project is funny. 
Uh, it's funny because it is poorly made. And so you're kind of laughing at it instead of laughing with it. But the movie is trying to make me laugh in those areas it did. And so I'll give credit to that. There's some uh, pretty, pretty good writing in here as well. To me, what I don't like about Monty Python in general, a lot of it just strikes me as silly for silly's sake. Like, oh, that's really weird. Oh, that's uh, unexpected. But there's not a lot of cleverness in that. Weird, silly for silly's sake, weird for weird's sake. It's not necessarily clever. This movie does have some clever lines, though, or some dry humor that is my style that's delivered um, in a funny way. So some of the lines that got me, Tim the Enchanter, there are some who call me Tim. Uh, that that was a good one. Uh, the French guy taunting. Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. And even kind of the drawn out counting scene. I got me. That mm-hmm. was a few chuckles as well. So I'd like more of that writing style and less of the just kind of silliness. Yeah. And as I'll get to a lot less of the squawking delivery for the love of God, I can't stand these parent <laughs> movies sometimes. Oh, I did normally I hate musical anything, whether it's serious, like a musical or like a Disney thing, or whether it's a musical comedy bit. Musical presentation is not for me. I want to hear a joke. Tell me a joke. Don't sing me a joke. Sir Robin's song was was pretty funny, though, where they it was the song about how he's going to die all these gruesome deaths. I think it was just the gruesome, violent theme that that got me laughing. And lastly, I had to rewind because what did he just say? Knigget's. What the the, fr- <laughs> the French uh, taunter man called them knigets, and I I had to look this up. It's become a general insult based on this movie knigets. Like he's trying to say huh. knights, but he's saying knigets. Yeah. Okay, because he's like reading it phonetically. I yeah knigets. So, so I think Raja Muhan will allow me to say that one. Things I didn't like. I've kind of already given it away, but a lot of the comedy is just a miss to me. It strikes me as just silly for silly sake, not for any kind of clever sake. I get the bit is, Oh, we're clapping coconuts because we're too cheap to afford horses. Okay. I get a laugh out of that for five seconds. Move on. You got to do that. The whole movie that, that is not a joke that, that lasts 90 minutes for me. I know it's commonly referenced. What's the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow. It's, I, yeah, it's a line that doesn't fit. It's absurd in its nature, but what's the cleverness to it? There was some cleverness that the guy says, well, I didn't know there were African or the the, the bridge keeper guy, the guy who blocks the, the bridge mm-hmm. they have to cross. I didn't know there were African or European swallows. And so he gets launched. Yeah, I mean, all right. Opening credits. Terrible. Please <laughs> get this. Oh, I I'm like that. this wall of text is hilarious. <laughs> Get this wall of text off my screen. As I I say, as I have my own wall of text on my screen. But damn it, I'm the movie reviewer. It's my opinions that count. I hate it on the the squawky parrot voice in in Life of Brian already. Brian's mom, I found to be insufferable. Couldn't stand it. You got the Knights of Knee in this movie. Just because you make the line annoying doesn't make it funny. A lot of the time it makes a bad line worse because you're squawking it at me like I'm walking through Petco and listening to parrots or something like that. Just stop with the squawky nonsense. And I did not like the ending at all. I get that the anti-climax is the joke. 
the joke is like, oh, we we set you up to think we're gonna have some epic fight, but it turns out again we're too cheap, and so the police just came and ended it all. The joke's on you for thinking there was gonna be something good, but then there wasn't. In the context of the gore, this humor kind of works for me because at least they're trying. Yeah. And you know it sucks, but at least they're making it happen. In the case of the ending, it's like you didn't even try. And I'm supposed to think, oh, it's funny because it sucks. Well, what if it sucks because it sucks? And that's right. how the ending right. was to me. This, I, The joke's on me because it was a letdown ending and that's why it's funny. I don't know, man. It just it just ended and it wasn't satisfying. And if you're the sort of person who loves this movie's comedy, which there are moments of it for me. Why would you want it to be? Why would you want that high level comedy to be sort of disrespected in that way and just end abruptly? Because it's nonsense and it's silly. And that's the appeal of Monty Python. I don't know. It's it's better than Life of Brian, but barely. And so I gave it a two. People hate it. It's definitely a no for me, dog. There are a few laughs here, but for a comedy to get high scores for me, it's got to be especially funny throughout. And this was not a movie that was especially funny throughout. There, there was uh, a lot of lulls. So uh, I, I called the, the, the Citizen Kane fans the Kane Lickers. The, uh, the, <laughs> these people are going to be the Python Lickers. The Python Ugh. Lickers are going to come after me and us. Although you're very apologetic. I think I you should really be. am. Yeah. This is the one context in which you don't embrace hate. Whenever you, whenever you don't like a classic movie, I know it's, it's my fault. It's not the movie's fault. I just don't have the confidence to say that this is not my fault. Embrace your, I think it is my fault. No, no, I won't. Not, not here. Not Everybody here. loves this movie. It's overwhelming. More than half of the early voters gave it a five. And then the rest of them gave it a four and pretty much nobody hates it on the levels that, uh, that I hate it. Well, I shouldn't say hate. It's not a one. Dislike is the appropriate word. Dislike is is what I rated it at. Okay. Next week, I haven't seen it in forever, so I barely remember it, but I'm excited to rewatch it. The Matrix. The Matrix, yeah. yeah that'll be a great watch, and I look forward to seeing it once again. And then uh, remaining nominations for the rest of June from listener Draculama are The Godfather, Good Morning Vietnam, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, The Devil Wears Prada, Mary Poppins, You've Got Mail, or of course, you can reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top-rated movie. Instead, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, the one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Let's get back to our chatters. Sure. Let's see. Let's I'm going to have to. Uh, well, there's just a couple on Rumble. I had to re because my browser crashed. I have to. I had to refresh all our YouTube and Tippy stuff. So I'll need you to point me where we left off there. But over on Rumble, addicted to drum says thanks. Thank you. JD1492 says Republican leadership mafia threatened to block House reps legislation repealing the pistol brace ban if they didn't vote for the debt ceiling deal. I heard that reported. I don't know the specifics, but I could believe it. That sounds uh, like something they would do. No, we're going to go along with the ATF. And uh, you better trash that stuff so that we can get the debt ceiling deal passed. <laughs> Yikes. All right, Are we're you- good on uh, on Rumble. 
uh, over on Odyssey. Let's see. Uh, I don't know the value. I'll just read them quickly, even though Odyssey is not. I don't know what the value is. I'll break the rules. Uh, the devil says happy Pride Month. So thank you to Satan for his support for the show. Actually, that's from Blankets. And uh, Blankets also says, Matt, which browser to use? Uh, my favorite ones I've used are Brave Browser and Presearch Browser. I use Brave and I've used Brave for a long time. I've noticed some weird performance issues for me lately, though, so I got to diagnose that. Oh, uh, also Blanket says, well, Matt, AI is good for memes, but you're correct that AI is pretty dangerous. I guess I'll have to check out the memes. Uh, I've noticed some weird performance issues for Brave on this PC for me this week. And then, of course, that happened during the stream. So I'm going to have to figure out why exactly that was. But other than that, I'm generally a fan of Brave. I think they got a lot of cool tools and uh, the performance has served the stream well for many years. But I don't know what the hell happened tonight. Let's see. Are you good? Yeah. Boogeyman 917. Happy Pride Month. As you know, nothing says pride like taking a blank up the old blank. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's correct. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. Robin D. Banks at Nuggle Hunky Buck. And I once made love. I declared love war on him, announcing the beginning of the uwu glue. Then he made like a German snuck up behind me like Poland and whispered surprise. Oh. A uh, a Third Reich oh. reference here, huh? Oh, a oh, World gross. War II. Uh, n- not Matt and I once made love. Hunky Buck and I once made love. Very That's true. creative. That's true. Yeah. I like the spin. Thank Matt you, Damon Matt. says, I'm Matt Damon. Hello, Matt Damon. Thanks All for your tuning movies in. suck. Well, I don't know. I thought um, Born Identity was okay. I think I gave that a three. Did we watch that for the show? We did, yeah. It was a long time ago. Wow. Long time ago. Bahana fam. Matt and Anthony Bass once made love. Bass started off as a pitcher, but became a catcher. I there think it Matt is. Already made that joke. Yeah, already got there. Queer. That's okay. Yeah. I stole that one too. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> JRC one. Seriously, when are the real aliens, not those crossing the border, coming down? Either Jesus take me or the aliens. We are about <sighs> due. That seems like the yeah. the most realistic way to get out of this. Yep. Laurel, I have a gun class this week because trad women should be able to both perfectly cook her man's dinner and take out any intruders while her man is eating his dinner. <laughs> That's thinking, man. Mm, uh, all the I best, Laurel. Thank you for um, your commitment to the cause. Would you mind taking over a few? Yeah, Mark Wiseman says, while, while you're recognizing adversaries, today is the 34th anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre. Presumably Tank Man was executed a few weeks later. Um... Yeah, I don't know much of the history of that particular event. I know the photo, obviously, and I know the general idea of what was going on. But uh, the specific history, I don't know too much about. And what's interesting about that iconic photograph is I I often see members of the left or progressive, progressives putting up that photo in response to what they view as right-wing authoritarianism. Uh, seemingly oblivious to the perils of some of the things that they otherwise go along with or even endorse. So anyway, uh, yes, thank you for the historical reminder. Appreciate it. And for supporting the show, of course. Long Dong John says, get get a bar of Matt's Timberline soap and your balls and back door will feel so tingly that you'll feel like you're making love with Matt. What better gift for this Pride Month? Promo code MC listener. Uh, that's a better script than I wrote myself. Why are you gay? MX2D says on business hub drive, 
don't get me wrong. It was uh, a clean and well stocked, but you can imagine my shock. Oh, um, oh, so you're talking about the town pump business hub drive. Is that, but where is that? What town? Hold on. I gotta, I gotta figure out exactly where, oh, it is in Belgrade. Okay. So this is, this is near me. Let me look Belgrade. Okay. Business hub drive. Where exactly is this town pump? Oh, I know this pump. I've been to this pump. This is, uh, I would personally grade this as like a mid-grade pump. This is not a terrible pump, but it's not elite either. So I would say that you got a pretty good experience uh, of, of town pump. Now I lost my place, God damn it. Uh, MX2D, you got a pretty good uh, representation of town pump with your experience. So if you weren't enthused, if you weren't impressed, then uh, man, I guess uh, maybe my expectations or my understanding of convenience store accommodations are incorrect but um he, he continues i didn't read all the entire chat so he went to town pump on business hub drive don't get me wrong it was clean and well stocked but you can imagine my shock after being asked to leave for bringing a hole saw in the stalls also where are your hours posted oh they, they're not friendly to glory holes at town pump you say well that just makes me a bigger fan of their operation and thank you for clarifying. Mike Newman says, hey, folks, hey, Bear, in the morning on a Wednesday show, you said to be president, you need to be charismatic. Uh, do you believe Joe Biden is blonde? Look, uh, that look makes me want some German beer. That's true. It is a very Oktoberfest kind of style. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I think in general that too. I think there are some oddities about what happened in 2020 beyond uh joe biden's lack of charisma or some things that maybe assisted him in uh ways that his charisma to make up for the charisma that he's lacking and when i say that to be as clear as possible i'm not even talking about like fraudulently filling out fake ballots for people who didn't really vote what i'm talking about is the changing of the rules that made it easier to ballot harvest which is a game that democrats excel at in addition to an entire media and social media landscape that was stacked in favor of Joe Biden against Donald Trump. I think that those forces combining in addition to other influences can make up for the lack of charisma that this guy uh, probably has. And the thing is, uh, Donald Trump is for as much as people love him, he's also a uniquely hated person. And so if ever there was going to be a potential advantage or at least a neutralizing force for a lack of charisma, with Biden, it would be a unique hatred for the other guy just voting strictly on at least he's not Trump because the hatred for Trump, I think, is so far beyond the hatred for any other candidate. that people will accept deficiencies in their alternative. Yeah. Jay Baker mm -hmm. says, how much did Soros donate to get Chesa that gig? Yeah, who knows? Does <laughs> Soros give to UC Berkeley? I, I think the federal government just does that directly. Uh, chubby stubby. Are you good to read some or do you mm -hmm. chubby stubby's YouTube next policy <clears throat> change screams set up for 24 narrative that reps win via fraud and fortify cabal is set to frame ultra mega extremists. Yeah, maybe that's the direction. Interesting. Maybe I knew there was a reason for this. <laughs> yeah. Guardian 452. Italy has declared June family pride month. Best way to fight back. Take pride in your family. Again, requesting. Fucking thing sucks. Added to the opening of the Bill O'Reilly montage. I'll see what I can do. But now, um, now real estate has been taken up with the Tucker. Fuck it. We'll do it live. And I love the Tucker bit. So I got to find room. 
But is that legit? Italy has said that June is family pride month. Yeah, some conservative chicks in charge, right? I don't know. That's news to me. But if we can get the pendulum to swing a little bit, that'd be great. Can you take over a few more? I'm sorry. Uh, Blackwing says, just finished watching What is a Woman? And I've never felt so frustrated and enraged at the idiocy and dishonesty of these so-called gender experts. People really need to watch it. I think it is a, a, a great um, documentary. And of course, it's coming from a particular perspective. And of course, the people who look dumb are edited. All of the things that are true of pretty much any document documentary presentation. But I will say those people who have very questionable perspectives in the movie, I'm pretty sure Matt Walsh would discuss with them openly and unedited anytime they would like to. And that is not something that they choose to do. Um, and any, anytime someone reacts so hostile to a question, you should be skeptical of that person. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> in general and that that's really a lot that's just these people assume malice or assume that he's some kind of bad actor because he just wants an answer to a question it's a very basic <laughs> question <laughs> president Megtama, and i i would agree it is free you go to elon musk's twitter you can watch the whole thing for free so it's definitely worth watching and worth sharing president meg thomas says apparently youtube doesn't want me to talk about laundering money so we'll get to the backup classic blonde sounder number 27. Oh, you can totally use a dead, a dead midget as a weapon. Great <laughs> blonde quote. <laughs> Thank you. Well, what the hell Tom. context was, were we talking? Were we I don't remember, but that sounds like a blonde thing to say. I, I believe it to be accurate. Knuckle hunky buck says, how high did Biden fall this time? I hope he was able to get back down easily. Yeah, that was, uh, I forgot about falling up the stairs when that happened early in his presidency. He did that a few times. And that is my favorite of all the Biden moments. Uh, going into Air Force One, right? Yeah, it's my favorite Biden moment because it's such a metaphor. It is a guy stumbling up the stairs improbably. Like, how is he falling but also ascending? That yeah. is the Joe Biden presidency. How is he tripping but still gaining ground, becoming the president? Right. right. Just uh, very poetic. Tortuga says playing old or Asian is so much fun here in Japan. <laughs> well, uh, old or Asian. I thought Asians don't Asians age pretty well until well, they like, age. <clears throat> they age really well until they're about. Okay. So like an, a Javanese woman looks like she's 20 yeah. until she's 45. And then she looks like she's eight. Yeah. Like the menopause wall hits really hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seems like. Uh, thank you, Tortuga. Wicked RCL says reversing uh, election policies, freeing up time ahead of the hopefully landslide win for the people over the establishment so they can fabricate scandals afterward and blast it on YouTube without policy change timing looking suspicious. Maybe I could see that being a potential motivator. They think they're going to lose. And so they want to be free to discuss all the reasons that they potentially <laughs> lost. But man, I uh, I just really hesitate to believe it's not a Donald Trump thing. It's not a Ron DeSantis thing or any of the other candidates. I just think given the, the structural rule in this, the environment of rules that now exists, that is to say that you, you're going to send out a bunch of ballots. It's legal in a lot of States for people just to go around and harvest, collect those ballots and bring them back. That universally benefits Democrats, not just because yes, their voters are more consolidated in urban environments, but because they have the paid activists ready to go to do that sort of thing. 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Biden is unpopular enough and people actually are pissed off about pissed off enough about their wallets and all the other factors going negatively that it is enough to overcome that sort of operation. But I just have a hard time believing that these people are betting on their own loss. Maybe they are. Maybe that this that's the 4D chess, right? I guess. I don't know. Who is next? Issue. Are we sure it isn't Mental Health Awareness Month? Anyway, Happy Pride Month. Why don't the other sins get their own month? Clear, clearly exclusionary. We need a whole year to glorify all the sins of culture um, as culture changes and calls evil good and good evil, really. Where's Sloth Month? How about Gluttony that? is all the time, I think. So, yeah. yep. Whether it's formally recognized or not. Thank you, <laughs> Um, Josh Allen's Hurdle. This should be Blonde's favorite time of year, Stanley Cup Finals time, where lumberjack-like people have lumberjack-like playoff beards. Check out Florida Panthers defenseman Mark Stale, Aaron Ekblad, Ekblad and Radko Gudis. None of those are names. Did hockey I just say players, a whole bunch of I stuff? guess. Uh, from where? Are they Viking hockey players? hockey players? I don't know. A lot of hockey players are Russian, uh, Eastern European. I think there are Scandinavian hockey players, too. Yes. You know, northern climate type people. Um, Injured Guardian. You misunderstand. I refer to the chatters when have to edit in order to dodge Neil. Oh, gotcha. Not oh, on what we sorry. Said on our show. Yeah, not that I have to edit. Though, of course, there are edits that I have to make. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what words are and are not allowed in like, by YouTube's chat standards. I don't understand at all. I did go back and make sure that nothing is blocked on my channel, even though I don't block specific words with the one exception of the one time we got raided by the flat earthers. And so right. I did block the words flat and earth. We had to, we had but to. I got rid of it because it's mm-hmm. been, I thought, well, that's, I'm going to Raju Mahan this too. And I'm going to say the potential for violence on the flat earth raid has expired. Right. And so I will right. change the rules and you can talk about flat earth again. It's never that you couldn't talk about flat earth in the chat. It's just, I don't think our chat has ever been overtaken like those flat earthers did. Sometimes we get some sex spots. Yeah, maybe. Uh, But Um, now, now you can discuss flat earth all you'd like. There are no banned words from my control. Raja Muhan's control is another thing. (laughs) Um, Robin D. Banks, that other dude got it wrong. LGBTQ clearly stands for, as I've said before, let's go beat the queers. If we're going to discuss it, let's get it right. I think you're right. Wow. Aggressive. <clears throat> esoteric unbound ironically today is trinity sunday where anglicans recite a theanasian creed until joining the denomination i hadn't appreciated how wickedly funny the holy hand grenade of antioch gag is that huh. one maybe someone will have to explain to me because i didn't get it i didn't get why that bit is funny with the I, the one exception that got me laughing a little bit was the the description of what you have to count to as i mentioned right right that that was kind of fun. but the rest of it I was like it just seemed like drawn out and silly to me. We're plebs. That's why. Um yeah. Nicholas H. I bullied a big brownie bearded right wing guy I know at a party for drinking Bud Light this weekend. I got other people to join in the dog pile. I felt bad, but we need to hold strong. We he didn't kick your ass? Yeah. He wow. must not have been that that big and brawny. Um yeah. Knuckle hunky bug. Yes, Xbox is embracing Wrath Month. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe that yeah, maybe that's what they're doing. PD, remember when the elites distracted us from the 08 crash and Occupy Wall Street with race politics, and now here we are, just out of the COVID-19 tyranny, and all anyone is upset about justifiably is the rainbow insanity. Am I crazy? Of course you are not crazy. Yep. 
I don't it's think happening. that's I don't think that's crazy. The only thing I would say is that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't dismiss a lot of the transgender stuff as distraction. And I'm not saying that you are, you know, uh, I just wouldn't. Some of it is, though. The, maybe the tranny kid stuff, legit. But some of this like grown adult in the army transitions, blah, blah. That's all red herring stuff, I think. It, maybe there's some intentional distraction at play, but but nothing will fuck up society more than eliminating distinctions between men and women. I'm with you. Yeah. So uh, that that's the reason that you treat that so seriously is not just because it's true, the biological truth about men and women, but because the roles that men and women play uh, tend to bring happiness, satisfaction, purpose to both men and women that brings stability. It builds families. It makes for a happy, satisfied individual, which in turn makes a prosperous society. And when instead you right. blur these lines and you install confusion and nobody knows what their role is. And so they're dissatisfied because they don't fulfill that role mm-hmm. and everybody's pissed off and families are destroyed and nobody really fits into anything that makes any sense. That's how you ruin an entire society. So it seems how silly. How is anything to th- supposed to function that way? Yeah. Y- yeah. I, I, Obviously, there are a lot of truths about the world that have to be respected. You you have to respect the truth in pretty much all contexts to succeed in this world. Right. You blur that one, you fuck up a lot of stuff really quickly. Totally, yeah. Um, Bobby C., and then I've got to reload. Matt, you can't say flamer. That's offensive. However, it is acceptable to use flama or flamas. I hear it's more acceptable for some reason why I don't know, but somehow... Yeah, it no works. hard R on the floor. No hard R. It took me a second, but you got me. Very clever. Let me reload. Risen Victory says, if James O'Keefe identifies as a woman, he can just uh, he can justify raising 76 cents to the dollar, just as Jamie Foxx sees 77% of the truth, which is more than AI seeing 76% of the truth. Jesus Christ is the risen victory. He alone is 100% the way, the, way, the, the truth, truth, and the life. And the life. Wait, what are the 77 and 76%? Is that also a uh, uh, wage gap reference or am I missing something? Gap, yeah. Oh. Poor Jamie Foxx. Don't make jokes about him. He's suffered. Uh, uh, this is probably a Latin phrase that I'm going to butcher. Aliquis <laughs> volt tesus? Well, Matt, you'll have to change your sign off now that Chuck Todd has quit no. Meet the Press. You should be proud that you outlasted him. Well, he did start at Meet the Press in 2014, and we didn't start this show until halfway through 2016. So I guess I'll have to catch up in terms of the the tenure. Um, but yeah, I what am I? I don't know. I assume that Meet the Press tagline is going to continue to Kristen Welker, whoever takes over now. So sorry, Kristen Welker. That, that's that's question mark. Yeah, I'm going to apologize to that lady. It doesn't make any sense. I'll have to I'll have to think about it. We'll have to figure it out. Esoterica Unbound says we have a septic injection pump for our basement bathroom. Every three to four years, it requires some form of repair. And I end up being reminded that I am not the king. If you paid attention, you know how. I I don't know exactly what he's talking about. Other, I interpret that to mean that a sewage emergency will humble you. Yes, that's is that what he's getting at? Take away, I think. So. That's well. Everyone and then everyone should be blessed with a, the occasional sewage emergency, so that you can be reminded of your uh, mere mortal status. Let's see. Sport Nugget says my mother was present for the sandbagging, although she wasn't paying attention to the fall. She was actually there. 
well, if your mom knows anyone who has footage to confirm that the there was foot sandbag contact, I would very much like and to we see. We want it on the show. Das Pooch says so. YouTube is claim claiming to keep misinformation policies in place, but won't remove content going into the election. Seems like a pathetic work cool to response to Musk. Also looking fine blonde. Um, maybe it could be that. You're right. Maybe it's Raja Mohan seeing some success at Twitter potentially and trying to mimic that. I also saw in a report. I haven't seen confirmation of this, but r- the rumors are that Elon Musk is preparing to launch something of a uh, YouTube competitor at Twitter, like a full service video host to do long form videos, oh. live streams. Awesome. That would be great. At least that'll at least uh, at least that'll at least I might, it's, it's, it's that time of night. Um, it might put pressure on them to, to not regulate. So, uh, shrewdly It'd be great. I think technically it is possible for me to stream this show on Twitter. I haven't fully investigated that, but if Twitter expands those services a little bit more, yeah, of course. So I would do that 100%. And the nice thing about Twitter, not that uh, this is not to do, rumble is great. I think Odyssey is doing a great job. D live. I have no idea what the hell's going on with DLive and they've pissed no. me off, but apparently a few people like to watch on DLive, so I'll keep it there. Um, but Twitter, like YouTube, is going to have the presence of the normies and the opposition in a way that some of these other platforms won't. I'm glad that Rumble exists. I'm glad that Odyssey exists, but they're generally not used by progressives. And I like the fight. The best thing about Twitter is yeah, the fight. It is. So I hope that the fight could translate into the video arena. Sort of like YouTube used to be where you could make videos about Riley Dennis like everyone did. And then it was fine. Is Riley Dennis still a thing? You see Riley Dennis playing Australian soccer? Hmm? As a woman? As a, Yeah, as a woman. And oh. uh, injuring. I bet he's awesome. He's, he's so. crushing it. Injuring yeah. female players. And whatever this soccer league is, is sticking up for his right to do that. Yeah, there's video out there of uh remember remember the um the hockey the the nhl's transgender or queer hockey event where it was just a man checking a woman into the wall and she got <laughs> concussed or whatever happened to her that sounds awesome that was like a couple months ago i remember but- a ufc thing like that where that um that dude broke that the orbital bone of that chick mm. like just, just crushed her orbital bone yeah that's what riley dennis is doing now kicking chicks mm-hmm. asses not just in we the game of soccer, but the physical uh, collisions that happen in the sport. Knuckle Hunky Box says criminal mischief is always such an adorable charge. If found guilty, do they become convicted scamps? <laughs> I think it's Tom Tom Foolerers. Tom Foolerers, yeah. Yeah, is the technical term. Yeah, I, I need to refresh if you're able to take over. Thank you, Knuckle sure, Hunky Tortuga. Box. Says blonde, congratulations on your upcoming child. I did not want to talk about this, but I just threw up so many times on stream that <laughs> I think I probably have. To. So yes, I am pregnant, but it is that's that's the days. announcement. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm only seven weeks pregnant. Like, there's no hiding it at this point. Like, ten of these super chats are about this. I I figured that. I mean, I was, yeah. It, I thought, shit, what am I gonna do? I'm just they gonna read don't these. Tell you well, because one of them is a hundred dollars. Did someone say pregnant? Jay, Jay said. Ah. They don't tell you that morning sickness lasts all fucking day. Like, and it comes out of nowhere today. I was, I was just worthless. I slept until 11 and then I woke up and I was like, I'm just going to puke and then like try to work. And then I'm going to puke on the show. And then everyone's going to know. 
So I didn't want to tell you guys I'm only seven weeks and it is just too early to be telling people about this, but you guys know I'm too tired to hide this. I'm, I'm just going to be thrown up on shows for the next few weeks. You guys are gonna have to bear with me. Well, uh, it has been the, 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 the sickness in this household has been especially brutal as well. And I was told that supposedly it's easier the second time around. It doesn't appear to be the case in either context. I feel like shit. Hmm. And it's not just like the nausea. I am. I've never been so tired in my life. Like I would imagine this is what having cancer feels like. Just exhaustion all the time. Anyway, I don't know. I have miscarried in the past. So everybody keep me in your prayers. And I hope I don't have to announce that on the show, which is why people wait until they're. Yeah three months pregnant, but you announced even earlier than I yeah, Well, for sort of similar reasons that because we were doing the move and people would be able to infer from the move that I thought, let's just get out ahead of it. And this is, yeah, but then if either of us have a miscarriage, we're going to have to like sheepishly come back on the show and be like, Ugh. and then I'll get messages all day. Like I told you, bitch, you stupid bitch. And then we'll be accused of hoaxing. Yeah. It'll really. be hoax pregnancy of the week. No, uh, I think I, I have faith that we're going to be just fine. And, this is going to be, well, first of all, congratulations in the public forum. I know we've spoken about this privately, Thank but you. congratulations. And this is going to be a very interesting year end because in theory, the births of both of these kids could be pretty close. If my wife is late and you're early sometime around the start of the new year, we could have a two for one deal. That's not really two for one. We could have two. I don't know what the one is. We could have two children, two newborns. Yeah. You tell your wife, this is a two for one deal. Yeah. It's like, yeah, two yeah. people suffering. How about that? Yeah, man. Um, oh yeah. I, that was kind of anticlimactic. Okay. Yay. I guess we could talk about it. We can make a formal announcement next. No, week. I don't really want to do that. I mean, yeah. I'm not excited about this yet because I haven't gotten past the point of where I had my last miscarriage, which was 10 and a half weeks. Hmm. Like after that, I'll or after my ultrasound, I'll start to feel better about it. But um, just for right now, I'm just trying to get through get through each day. So, okay, who's out? Who's next? I bought PM. The only thing that disappoints me about Matt's review was that I expected a mention of bring out your dead scene and the obvious padding of excess deaths. <laughs> I guess that is a good uh, connection. Your, that, good. that 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 is funny. You're right. Uh, thank you, um, Robot, as always knuckle hunky buck asians don't get older they get older ah thank you for clarification <laughs> and that is also uh, correct no i need to reload uh jay says did someone say pregnant well blonde just did yes we love you you're Thanks very special injured guardian says some would say that it's too late to ask this matt i asked for the story behind the that's not gonna work either, either. Bit. it's coming up repeatedly as of late that's more of a blonde bit actually so i'll allow you to explain Oh, the Steven Crowder leaked footage of him like wailing on his wife about, but he's like super feminine about it. And she's like trying to pose all these options for things, you know, ways that they could work through whatever stupid problem they're dealing with. And he's like, well, that's not going to work either. And he just says it. He says it just like that. Just like that. I went back it's and listened. So and it's, it's not as exaggerated, but it's it's there. It's it's, it's said in a funny way. So that's why. Yeah. And so now, yeah, I've, as we've talked about before, we have very limited context. I'm not trying to dance on marital problems or something like that, but I also have to recognize that it has become a meme in many spousal disagreements now. Uh, yeah. Watch it. 
watch it. This is yeah. either. I can't do it. My husband but, doesn't get it. He's like, why do you keep saying that? <laughs> any any yeah. kind of argument is settled on those terms. <laughs> Michael Robertson says, not to be upset with your review of the movie, just want to point out the ending of the Holy Grail was a... Uh, Pop out. In oh, that's the that's the joke. It was a <laughs> it was a cop out because there was there were police. Very clever. <laughs> Maybe that was over my head. I still don't like it though. But I I will take <laughs> your point. Esoterica Unbound says the anticlimax at at the movie was what uh, was actually telegraphed by the anticlimax at the castle and Anthrax when uh, Galahad mm-hmm. was saved from great peril. We'd all have preferred an end with just a little peril. All right, so there's some kind of callback. I just don't think it's that funny. But actually, you know, the, the Python people. The thing about um, so my 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 hated movies that are going to be controversial lately. I can see people liking Monty Python. I don't think it's for me. Yeah, oh but yeah. I can see it. I I don't believe the cane lickers. The cane lickers are liars. Oh, nobody, that's def- no, no, nobody no, no, that likes Citizen Kane. I legitimately loved it. Bullshit. I don't know what to tell you. Boyd Myron says, Blonde, please explain to my girl the benefits of a bidet. The house I bought came with one and she refuses to clean herself appropriately. Well, the floor is yours. I don't understand. Like, why does everybody get so hung up? I understand maybe why like guys don't do it because they don't want like a warm kiss of, of water like around their butthole because it is kind of gay, you know? But like a woman... Don't you want that entire region just to be as clean as it possibly can? And I bet you haven't had a baby. If you don't like the days after having a baby, like I, I, I can't share an earth with you. I don't understand how you could not, how it just makes everything better. It just makes everything better. I don't know, girl. It sounds like you don't care about your butthole enough. There you go. Care about your butthole more. All right. I'm not reading this next one. I'm not. I'm not gonna read it. Uh, oh, because of the name. Yeah. I Moist farts. Can't wait to see uh, bronze Lizzo nose come back in a couple of months. Congratulations. Oh, I know it's already. It's it's coming. I'm a, I'm gonna be WC Fields again in like three months, <laughs> God willing. Congratulations, F word slur. That's late in the stream. So I can say faggots. Raja Mahan will catch me. <laughs> Doug Blask says, how many OSHA heads will roll over the sandbag? Well, <laughs> that'd be ironic if all the OSHA people were tasked with getting everyone else fired over the vaccine. And now they get fired over a sandbag. That would be very Biden on brand. Esoterica Unbound says, at least twice the peasants identified Arthur as the king because he isn't covered in shit. Jeez, kids. <laughs> is every joke uh, not involved, not involving the buggering mat over your heads? Yeah, I mean, I yes. get that. It's just, it's not that funny, though. I mean, some of some of the jokes like a cop out. OK, so the whole thing's a pun, but like one pun does not justify what is actually some somewhat involved. You know, like give, give me a proper ending on this instead of a yeah. pun. Yeah. But Bree says uh, my wife will be much more sick on the second pregnancy uh, or my wife was much more sick on the second pregnancy when the twins were born. Yeah, get, get ready for that. Although in our no. case, we've had the ultrasound, so I know that's not the case. There's only one. Listen, that can't happen. It cannot happen. That can't happen. That can't happen. What do you mean it can't? Uh, no. It, it, it would be such a disaster. 
the <laughs> disaster. You would you you should be grateful twin pregnancies for such a are a nightmare. Twin pregnancies nightmare. Well, your brother had twins, right? Yes, and mm. then the first baby came out totally fine. The second one breached his legs, just like fell mm. out. He almost died. Twin pregnancies fucking scary. Well, we'll cross that bridge, and by that I mean you'll cross that bridge when you get to it. I'm ready for this move. Uh, Chimp in a bow tie says on forces quotas RAF is in Royal Air Force. I assume has been exposed as rejecting useless white men and canceling selection boards if only white people applied in a cohort. YouTube stops me from using diversity is our strength. Uh, you have to put that in in a code language. Apparently, seriously, yeah, that, that's that's pretty hilarious. Thank you. Uh, oh, there are a couple more or one more. Matt, I, uh, Injured Guardian says, Matt, I forgot to say, uh, specify the other day. The Colt 1903 pocket hammerless pistol is meant for a secondary or tertiary weapon uh, and or for when concealment is highly important. Yeah, I remember uh. when we looked at that and it looks like that kind of gun, like someone's in your face and you need to stop them from being in your face. And that's about all it can do because you're not going to shoot it accurately for anything greater than five yards or something like that. But every gun has a purpose. It sounds like that one does, too. Okay, there are a couple more on Rumble, and uh, I think we're good on Odyssey as well. DLive, we're good. Yeah, so it's just, happening. It's so happening. Let's just catch up on Rumble. Uh, Hillbilly Deluxe says, I'm not saying we'll do anything, but you do live in Montana, mind you. Moose bites can be pretty nasty. Moose bites? Who get who gets bit by a moose? I have uh, spooked a moose. Is cow the technical term for a female moose? Yeah, I've spooked moose. one in the woods before. Too close for comfort. Moose. I don't know if they'll bite you, but moose will definitely mess you up. And mm. uh, this moose cow just ran away. But they're so tall. They're super ugly too. Like incredibly ugly. I think they're creatures. cool. I think they're very majestic. Uh, link to the future. This chat came through twice. So if you didn't intend that, you can, of course, send me an email and I can refund one of them for you. But he said, uh, congratulations, blonde. Matt is realizing that the jokes he didn't like were the ones he didn't get. No, I mean, I, I get plenty of them. I get plenty of they're just not they're not hilarious. That's that's the thing They're Some of them are OK. But there are very few quotes in that movie that I will. Remember or reuse. With um, the one thing, with the one exception of um, of uh, the Tim line, there are some who call me Tim. I may have a purpose for that line, but I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to disclose it. I may have use for that for show purposes, but I'm not ready to disclose it yet. So that that may carry forward the Monty Python and the Holy Grail legacy on this show. Uh, let's see. I think we're all set. Thank you. Uh, Link to the future, by the way. And Odyssey, we're good. DLive, we're good. One quick refresh for YouTube and Tippy. We'll call it a night. Uh, looks like we're good. All right. Well, uh, speaking of anticlimactic, you got anything else to say on the news of the evening before we get out of here? No, I just really didn't want the pressure of sharing this so early in the pregnancy, but the, the barf compelled just made it. it impossible. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us this evening. Thank you for uh, your super chats, all your regular chats, your participation in the show. Otherwise, very much appreciated. And thanks for hanging out late to get the uh, the unplanned news. That's uh, the, the, the delivery. That's unfortunate phrasing by me. The delivery of the news was unplanned. You get what I'm saying. 
Anyway, we'll discuss it more as the uh, the weeks continue. Exciting. It's shaping up to be a very exciting year all around. But uh, if you uh, are looking for more of the show, more to listen to, or to find anything show-related, head on over to the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. And um, I don't have a closing line anymore. If it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, he's there till September. Sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.